exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And, you know, when the people out there, they, they, when they ask us, we, we deliver. So what do we do? We got, we got Tim Martin back in the studio, so I can beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> not the much... fark. I will not beat the fark out of you, you either. I will beat the fuck out of you. I'm gonna, oh, it's going to be a rough one. That was the first thing that I thought of when you messaged me. was like, hey, you want to do the show? And you're like, what is he trying to set me up for? <laughs> yeah, it's like, first, what, is, what am I going to be set up on the show with? And mm-hmm. second was, how badly I actually wanted to get beat up today. Yeah, well, you and you jumped. Man, I didn't jump. Man, did you jump for a beating? I would have jumped faster if I was... You were like... I, I have a lot of energy a now. beating? I'll take a beating. What I have a lot it? of... I, dude, I was ready to go home, oh, dab man, the fark out on the, uh, on the uh, hash I just got, mm-hmm. zone out on the computer, transfer over the rest of the JDR files, and just get on with it. Why but, waste your time? Just come here. Just why I thought, why not? I did. Yeah, I was why like, why not? Why waste your time for your... Know, your own show. Why, why, why do that when you can come here and help <laughs> me with my show? I mean, um, well, so we got also Leo from Aficionado is going to be calling in in a little while. Um, we got a, he's got a bunch of things he wants to air out there, which is awesome because that's what we're here for. We're here to air out your grievances. That's what it seems like. It's, it's, that's, that is the mood of the cannabis industry these days. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit. You know, anyway. online has always been that way, but it's it moves from different, like the glass scene right now, it's seeds uh it seems like maybe the dispensary you know community and people that work there sort of together i don't know i don't know hearing as much bs well it's because ever not, since the sweet leaf thing happened that's it's over it. everyone stopped stop beefing i mean a little bit more quiet and sweet together. beefs are over although i could just be sprouting flowers all, and rainbows all, and all the bullshit. sweet all the sweet beefs are over i guess um so uh, well, yeah, we're going to have uh, Leo calling in. I think James will be calling in for his little 420. James being man on the scene. And before we get into any of that, let's just go straight to the bill-paying part of the show, which is, uh, hey, let's talk about our sponsors. Sponsors. These sponsors. And this is the reason, again, that reason that we're now back on YouTube, but we were off of YouTube for so long because they didn't want us to have sponsors. They were like, you can't have sponsors. Like, this is impossible. How do you have a show without sponsors? These people keep the lights going. They keep uh, subject matter rolling because, you know, it's also nice when you have people in your own industry. It's not like we're doing fucking mailing more or whatever that bullshit or, you know. What? You know, all these other – every podcast has the same file. Like, hey, get a mail th- – does Joe Rogan give a fuck about mail? No. He no. just wants the money. I don't think anybody does that But anymore. our spot – yeah, they do. You know what's really, really funny is the Bill Burr, he's lost all his sponsors because he wow. just talks so shit. <laughs> he's like the funniest – Every single thing, he's like, me undies, me undies, keep my balls in my fucking pants, whatever. And then he just makes that bullshit every time. And For it's the like, sponsor? Yeah, he makes It's hilarious. And they, I guess... I would think some of them would I was love listening, that. I was listening to a recent show, and he's like, yeah, well, I got no sponsor. I was like, what? How do you have no sponsors? It's because he's so funny. <laughs> and he just 
Yeah, yeah he's, he's hilarious. That's why. He's way funnier than you, Tim, let me tell you that. Yeah, it's uh, not too hard. <laughs> and uh, who else we got? I don't know, maybe. This is, the, this is the mystery of the show now. Now that we're downtown, anything could happen. Anybody could just want it, they literally. They could just roll in and be like, oh, it is oh true. show. And you could do that, too. If you're in Denver and you're on here on a Friday, just oh, roll God. in. Just roll on up. Roll right onto the show. And if you be want to careful. call in today, too, uh, lines are open. 31, oh, sorry. 720-310-8237. I thought I was in Cali for a second. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, wait a minute. Where am I? Um, call in. He's about to give the KISS FM number there. Yeah, that always helps. And, uh, yeah, if you have anything you want to rap about, just give us a call. So let's start off with uh, our buddies over at New Millennium. Uh, I've been seeing some really nice professional large-scale grows with this stuff, too, recently. And uh, I think people are st- – I-, I noticed that Jungle Boys were actually growing with Millennium for a little while there. I don't know if they still are or not, but it seems like everybody's uh, on that tip. But it's uh, – I've been using it for a couple of years. Awesome, awesome. Uh, mother approved. That's the most important part of it. And, uh, mother approved. Yeah, when my mom likes something, fuck. Go with it. Just yeah. Listen. For a second, I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ace. Ace as approved. Of course. Of Millennium. It's a, you know, you're working with the seasons, which is awesome. So, you know, spring is okay, but winter's way better, even though normally not growing in the winter, but, you know, that's their winter frost. Um, yeah. They got their Carbonara, their new uh, carb product, which is all amino based. Super, super good product right there. Um, also standalone, if you just want to check out what they're doing and not, you know, you're still stuck on what you're doing, you can pick up uh, their Ruby uh, Fulvic, which uh, is, again, like you can use that standalone, no other products. And that's like whenever you just feel like some shit's kind of, I don't know, my plants need something, but I don't need to feed them. Boom, hit them with that. Come back a couple hours later, you're like, damn, everything's standing up praying ridiculously, which is a, it's a good feeling as a grower. Um, you can go to newmillenniumnutrients.com and check out their website. It's got a little calculator on there and a store finder, so whether you need to figure out where to get it and or how much you're going to need, it's all there. And you can also just give them a shout at newmillenniumnutrients.com and say, what up? I need this shit. They'll even send you a sample if you tell them it came from the Adam Dunn show, of course. Everybody loves samples. That's right. Oh, hand. Is that like the cheesiest thing I could have said right there? I mean, it's... No, I'm sure you could have done better, but more cheesy. I'm, I'm sure you definitely could have gone more cheesy. They don't have any cheese flavors at Incredibles, thank God, yet. They might. Yeah. They might get savory, though, one day. Yeah, I could they're imagine. Gonna run, they're they're going to run out because they have so many good I mean, the flavors on the sweet side. Cheesecake. Crushing it. They also got uh, wellness products now, which you know uh, with D-Money there, that shit has been a, tested and approved properly because that guy yeah is, if there's anybody that needs bath salts it's that guy like hey i need to fucking lay down in this bath and fucking bro. when i saw the bath salts in what? stores or when, he when should i have saw his own bathtub is what he should, yeah. he should have the D-money bath <laughs> when i saw that they were releasing those bath salts i wondered why it took him so long to get that out with derek being there i mean yeah. this dude so anybody that doesn't know derek over at incredibles uh one of our friends has horrible back issues and the dude goes through like I mean, just pounds and pounds of salt, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, anywhere we go when we're That's traveling, he always, has, he always has to have a bath. Cause then, and then people always think it's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you're thinking. It's like, no, I need a bath. I kinda like, yeah. like, it's the only thing I can do to for, sort of take the pressure off. So, um, again, if you need any uh, wellness products, take, check out their new stuff because I am guaranteeing you that that will work. And also they got some pet stuff, too. They got some pet products, don't they? 
Have they got that out yet? I know I'm not sure. I know he was. I know D makes those doggy treats. I don't think they do. No. No. What? I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. They might. Not I have see. It I'm like. Yet, but I'm second guessing your sponsor here. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing here? But you that's doing? why people can go to the Incredibles website and check it out and find out for themselves. I love Incredibles.com. That exactly. is the site. And uh, again, another awesome website to navigate on because they've got everything store finders all that stuff if depending what state you're in if you're in nevada you can get them if you can get in california you can probably get them cali it's gonna be rough it's not like colorado though colorado they have saturated that's i mean it looks like there's no other single foot left of the city of the state where they haven't you know that's one of the things that um that it's going to take to eventually conquer i guess the cannabis industry you know the first step is to get your obviously to get your product in every single store out there and they're one of the first companies to be able to do that i mean you can pretty oh, much th- sell thanks to the incredible driver they used to have back in the day probably who's that i know did, you did know i that? i never drove for oh, her. i've never no you didn't know you're not never allowed. worked for Derek. you can't you're not never worked allowed. for incredible sorry you're not allowed Psh, I, I, that was your competition strict strict <laughs> driving competition and uh, we're gonna we were gonna try to have him on the show today, but we didn't give him enough time. So we're definitely gonna have him coming up soon. Jeremy from Build a Soil, super knowledgeable guy. If you ever need any information uh, on uh, organic growing, uh, integrated pest management, things like that, he is your man. But you can also just go to his website and check out what he's got. And if you're in, uh, if you happen to be in that side of the state, you can actually even go to see him because he's a real person with a real place delivering real product, which is... He's a real boy! It's a real deal thing. Um, but also, like, uh, hard to find stuff, uh, things you'll never find in another grow shop, and uh, all sourced in one place. So go to their website, buildasoil.com. Call them, 855-877-SOIL. If you are out in the bush somewhere and you've got no internet, ain't got none of that, um, you can... I think they're going to be, hopefully they'll be at the Indo Expo next week. We'll see. I don't know if he is. Give us a shout and tell us he will be so I can not pre-announce you're going to be there hanging out. But. That was the question of the day. Are you going to the Indo Expo? Is that the question of the day? I noticed. For me, it was. Everybody. Like, at the 7-Eleven, everything. Guy like, oh, you go to the Indo yeah, Expo. You're like, what? How did you know? <laughs> yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, we're getting your Slurpee. I hang out with a different crowd. There we go. Okay. Well. You said everybody, so I'm taking you, taking you for your word. Um, and everybody needs to get on to SeedsHereNow.com and check out the latest deals from them. Uh, you can guarantee your purchases because they have a 100% guarantee policy, which is awesome. And uh, 35 of the best breeders in America and kind of like always on point, man. There's just new drops every day. Uh, seems like, what is there, a crocodile drop? Can you, turn my, can you turn Adam's mic up? What? I think yeah, the chat's on. saying we're, that you're... We're dealing with them, some issues here. We're trying to... Oh, oh is that what's going on? That's just because I'm, I'm just the... I'm the quietest main guy ever, and you're the loudest guest host guy thing, now that you're not officially the host. Because I actually know how to use a mic? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. That's you pretty know much what annoy people on the mic. That's what you do. I mean, that too, but I know yeah, how to use it. Yeah, you know, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> I'm keeping it real, people. I am not hyping it up. Maybe once in a while you'll hear me do some stupid little micro hype, <laughs> micro hype like now because I'm on. I'm doing like ads, man. Seedsherenow.com is your source for uh, best genetics. They'll be at the Indo Expo too if you're here in Colorado next week. So hit them up there, and we're gonna have James Bean, man on the scene, popping in uh, in a little while and give us the double down update. See what the fuck's happening. 
Um, also go to cedaholics.com, which is their site, which you can go to from that site and or on its own. And that is your auction site with uh, charity auctions that are all 100% to the charity. So if you get on there and bid for that stuff, it's for that cause. And then on top of that, they have also weird last, like, holy shit, I got the last pack. Here's, you know, some of those. Oh, yeah, man. Last packs, lost packs. Uh, limited edition, weird stuff, things like that. So check that out. Um, and the seed game is insane, we didn't insane, finish, man. We didn't finish. We didn't finish. I know. I'm just saying. Got, it's crazy. Oh, shit. This is where I need help. This is where it all goes wrong. I guess WallaceWild.com. Oh, WallaceWild.com. That's it. That's all I have to remember. I can't remember, dude. Wow, Wallace. It's just too many Ws, bro. Uh, Mr. Ron Wallace, the man himself producing... Some of the oh, world's yeah, that's it, largest pumpkins. And, I, I love that uh, podcast squash. last year. It was amazing. Every, every, yeah, go back anytime to our uh, October, end of October shows, and usually we'll have Mr. Wallace on there giving us the lowdown of what happened because their shit runs around the same time as our stuff does. And, you know, if, they, if theirs is all or nothing, though, bro. There's no, like, it's not like, oh, well, at least I have a 1,000-pound pumpkin that tastes so good. That I love and I can eat for like the next six. No, it's like. Yeah, it don't even taste good. It's black. It's a shitty tasting pumpkin. Blow it up. Yeah, that's the shitty part. But the passion that goes into growing it. Amazing. Look like it came from James and the Giant Peach. Well, it's just like. If you rolled that down a hill, it would kill somebody. Yeah, it wouldn't make it. Wait, is it hollow? They're hollow. Yeah, they're hollow. And the thing is that. Maybe you punched it hard enough. It's just crazy when they transport them. Like, there's so much thought going into it and it's like they have to do it so many times because they have to sometimes if they win they uh, freaked me out well I, I just saw his uh, looking behind me now his camera almost fell and I was like whoa camera almost fell um, the uh, they have to bring it in with a fucking forklift you know and lift it up and it's like oh man that must be just so tense what if the guy came into the middle oh of it? <laughs> it happens I'm sure and just tore I'm the sure. whole thing in half <laughs> Yeah. The dude's freaking out. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, that'd be horrible. But um, if you grow them properly... What's you, the size? Do you remember how many pounds that dude's... 2,086 oh. or something like that, or maybe a little more, 2,186, something like that. It was a hell of a lot. And, they had, and then last year, he um, worked in collaboration with another guy, and they crossbred squash and pumpkin, so they made squumpkin, or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. It's a squumpkin. And ent- they entered that and blew... Doubled, doubled everybody else's weight. Like everyone else was like, actually wait. So grow- you can enter hybrid in and compete I, with the I, others? Apparently, yes. It, okay. It was kind of like putting, you know. I'm sure little, someday they're going to get rid of that. They're pissed. I'm sure that pissed off a few people. Like what? They're going to be special interest come in. A and squumpkin. Fix the pumpkin. You cannot enter rules. a squumpkin yeah, exactly. into a squash contest. That sounds like some shit that comes from Harry Potter movie. The Bring squumpkin. It, it could have been, or I don't know what else would it have been. It would have been a posh. Oh, so you don't even Posh. know. You're just guessing. That'd be... I don't know. I'm making up. <laughs> I thought you knew. No. <laughs> no. I just know that they did hybridize it. I thought you were actually saying no. the name of what no. he... No. No, he's just making shit up. You just pull it out of your ass. I think if you listen to the show, he may have told us, but... I got you. I don't really listen to my own shows. No, nah, my memory. I'm just talking. I'm not listening very much. If you, if you haven't noticed. Oh, uh, speaking of not noticing, we're still doing ads. Uh, so, Mr. Wallace, contact him once again. Give us the give us the give us the lowdown there, Mister Mister MTI for WallaceWild.com? Yes, go again one more time. Just go get WallaceWild.com. WallaceWild.com. Wallace, <laughs> yeah. See, 
He could be on the radio. Dude, this shit is starting to get smooth. I'm, I'm liking it. Do you? I look over. Producer's got a mic. Flips it on. He's paying attention to the to the scream. Not saying that the the KTI, that KTI never, never KTI did a good is job. Not a technical guy. He but, is the non tech. He is the people person. Not. I mean, a, he's not. It's uh, kind of like I'm a little bit proud of you yeah. here. Are you? Thanks, thanks. And you notice we have like I'm extra, sorry, I keep We have more talent in the room than we need right now, which is which is, you know, that's the problem. No, that's how now, that's how artsy shit. Not, works. I'm not including you into any of that. Podcast that, that you if you are not no. added into no. that, that factor, by the way, I would probably bring the average down just, just so. So uh, WallaceWow.com, and I'm going to have him. Uh, hopefully, I'll be on East Coast. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, I think I'll be on the East Coast <laughs> in, in a few months, and then I'm going to go visit his uh, spot and see what's going down in the springtime when they're setting up. Because that's the crazy thing with the pumpkin guys is they're so literally so passionate. It's almost like worse than weed guys because they're down to like... I got that from finite, that podcast. Finite days that they can do shit. You know, well, you'd have to be yeah. because so much work and money. I mean, it, the, the amount of money and the, the, the nutrients, don't they usually get that probably donated by a company for sponsorship. I would think that they would try to do that and, and have the nutrients donated. But, I mean, that's a passion. Mm-hmm. Extreme. But here's the thing. He, and this is what I did forget about until now, he does sell those seeds for an extraordinary amount. How much were the seeds? Like thousands and thousands a piece? Adam's over here reading his phone. Okay, cool. Um, but that see that's a payoff though if you can reach that top level and you can start mm-hmm. chunking out those seeds for a good price. So I guess it's not you know completely. The whole deal was he said like they can sell from you know five hundred bucks a yeah. pop, so that's huge. But very few people. There's like yeah. the collectors out there are <laughs> far and few between. <laughs> who's who's buying thousand dollar pumpkin seed? Did you grow a four thousand two thousand pound pumpkin? <laughs> it's worth it if Makes you want to. It's right, worth gotcha. it. Well, the thing is too. The real the, the part I love about them the most and is the the European versus American aspect of it all because it's very it reminds me of the cannabis cup more. You know, it's like oh, this oh, is yeah, so yeah. funny because like they have their own Aryan, they have their own like the rich kid, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah rich yeah, kid yeah, who yeah. has the greenhouse. They have, they have a greenhouse around <laughs> the fucking pumpkin, right? Yeah. So, so the American guys are like, "What well, the fucking guy's growing? It, like, has a greenhouse around it? Like, so of course, and you know, it's all like same conversations that are going and they on. Have like, it all, at the like conventions here, they're there. The inhale, like, and the whole thing is about supporting it, and they have these, you know, oh yeah, because that's the thing is it, that as pumpkins grow, I mean, they smash the two thousand pound pumpkin's going to want to try to smash itself probably or grow lopsided and. Lopsided, crack, there's all sorts of deals here. Dude, in Colorado, it sucks to grow a pumpkin because of Western the... Western Slope, they grow good ones. So yeah, but we had the powdery mildew is just like so ridiculous with uh, with pumpkins here. It is everywhere, though. Pumpkins well, yeah, are- powdery mildew here is horrible outdoors with your plants no matter what, but pumpkins are super susceptible to that shit. Yeah, well, pumpkins you can't just are like- powdery mildew vectors anyway. So yeah. There you go. So, speaking of vectors... Disease here. Welcome to the show, Tim Martin. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> there he is. Live what up? Studio. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have Leo pop on in about yeah, 15 minutes or so. So that's cool. So we can, we can chit-chat. We have to talk to KTI. We have to find out what KTI did and what, MT, what MTI and KTI. What did you guys do this week? Anything There's good? the chat. You Big shout-out to us, the chat. Of course. Come on, jump on the mic here, KTI. This is it. I mean, Joe said, what up? What up, Joe? Spring Hill's always in the uh, JDR corner. 
I got cha- I got people that are on my side. I know, and now they're and now, and hey, now they're our know, most I'd... dedicated. They're our most dedicated fans too, because they loved you so much. <laughs> they dealt with you that now they're like hanging out with me, and they're like, yeah. "Well, this is like you know, I guess you know, we we're, we have our we have our, our five. Did you got a hair <laughs> hanging off your mic? It's just sitting right there. You oh see that? Oh my god! Like I notice. <laughs> like I. It's bugging me. So KGI came down from the mountain. What is, what's going came down? down. What, well, you know. You're on the high quality mic too. Look at see if they look. You have to be all serious. Geez. though. okay, real serious time. Two high quality. Wait, where do you live now? I'm up in Crested Butte. You're in the Crested Butt? Yep. It's so, a beautiful place. So Yeah, it's a nice place. So I went out and did a little skiing. We got a little storm last week, uh, but uh, uh, not a lot of snow up there. So it's pretty dry. So uh, find supposed to snow things. this weekend, right? So let's talk about, yeah. um, let's talk about what's coming up. Because now the shit's going to start moving fast, right? We were at the end of January almost. Uh, Indo Expo, blah, blah, blah is coming up. Bam. Yep. That happens. And then all of a sudden we're in February. Boom. March, April. All of a sudden what the fuck's going down? ADSI, right? So ADSI this mm-hmm. year is going to be 419 here in Denver. Got a spot. Um, there's going to be a oh, bunch nice. of different events going on too this year, so it's going to be a good one. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing rumors that the the, the actual sh- shitty event that's been fucked up for so long now Uh-oh. is actually might turn around. Because I don't know, think this year. You think? I, I heard. I heard. You're talking about I High heard, Times Cannabis Cup. No, I'm talking. Dude, what do you? See? That's what I could have There's so many shitty about. events you cannot keep up. Yeah, but that was the big one everybody no, anticipated. Here in back. town, what was the bad one in this town? What gets the worst <laughs> grief? Know, there what are gets, a few. What gets the worst grief? Come on. On 420. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The oh, the, yeah. You know. <laughs> I just completely put that out Jesus of my mind. Christ. 420 is Civic Center Park. The exactly. 420 rally. Exactly. Which is totally not a rally and a total piece of shit. Not shit, anymore. Right? Turns no. it just, it used to be kind of cool and now it was. it's all fucked up. All right. I heard. I hooed yesterday secretly that there's a group of people that you and I both know that I'm like, wow, if they actually did something, that could actually work. So stay tuned, people. And that's only a couple blocks away, and they called me because I knew about this place. So they were yeah, but would you, Flora, be a part of that deal too? I don't know. That's what I asked too. That's what's weird is if the city would go back again from saying no. It's I just think maybe maybe you Flora just gave up because they knew everyone was not nah. they can't party. That's the whole problem. If you we'll get like, it's like <laughs> right, the, the wrong dude. Group. I put together events. I put together events before, and the headache that that would be to put to, it wouldn't even be worth it. We really wouldn't. I mean, unless you charged to get in, and it was a you know. $30, dollars $50 ticket. I mean, it's just too many expenses to go along with it. Too many, too much liability. It, I ain't gonna. It's do it. crazy. That's all I know. I'm not doing it. But like I said, I heard some people that eh, we all kind of think it's cool. You probably couldn't get insurance for an event well, like that. Well, you could shortly ago. You could not get insurance. For I mean, sure. you probably can now, but <laughs> you definitely could not get insurance years ago. for any of it. No, but 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 Hell it's no. possible. So, what are you doing up in Crested Butte? He's enjoying things. the mountains. He's running things. They about? say you got a mountain beard in the uh, chat because you do. Yeah, I know. It's on the mountain it's beard. Kind of you know? Amish, Amish, Amishish, so, Amishish, Amishish. Yes, yeah. It's a whole new word, Amishish. Um, all right, so uh, ADSI four nineteen, meaning KTI and I, as we said, yep. we're talking to you right now. We'll be sending out invites mm-hmm. over the next week. Imagine them as sort of Willy Wonka golden tickets. Um, <coughs> Some of you already know who you are, and you will probably get them last, the people, the, the most obvious. Um, but uh, we have a few. I know you have a little list, and I got a little list, yep. and we're going to take some of the 
requests from <coughs> Emerald Cup and different places that we picking picking and you know choosing some people. So if you get the this incredible, if you get this incredible opportunity and you can come, you have to RSVP by March first. For uh, otherwise, we're going to have to put your name next. Yeah, we got to fill these gaps. For people that don't know the Adam Dunn Show Invitational, Invitational only is what he's talking about. Sending out the invite. It's invite, and so the whole thing is we. But we got to be a little bit more uh, proactive on this one because, like, we let it all slide last time. We're like, you know, you know what. Kind of hard to invite people like tomorrow. Would you want? Yeah, you want to come tomorrow? <laughs> like a week? Like no, that's not going to work. So uh, you know, people uh, officially we're at around ninety days. It was uh, ninety-eight days, I think, last week. So we're like we're ninety-one days from the event. So it's a perfect amount of yeah, time that you can make a decision. It's actually coming because it lands on four twenty. I assume if you don't have weed ready on four twenty, then you're not really planning on having much going on in the in the game as far as like but if you have shit ready on that time makes sense should anyway I mean I guess I know what I'm doing now oh really I don't usually know until like that day are you kidding me what you would not get an invite you you have not achieved whatever when you read the actual you're supposed to actually have done something you know (laughs) like that we've seen and we're like wow we had we had discussed wow that could look we had discussed me helping out Mm -hmm. last year but Helping out is fine. You will be definitely helping out. I guarantee. Well, I meant helping, like hosting, not co-hosting. Possibly in the background. <laughs> I knew that was probably I, not good. I'll, I'll get you a big old set of headset. I'll get you a real big headset, and you can stand in the corner, and I'll like live right over to Tim, and Tim will be like, "I'm over here at the Queen you at have the Hearts table, and I'm checking out the weed, and oh man, look at that." And then you're gonna. Dude, then there's I'm gonna go, I'm no gonna go, better like, choice. I, and then I'm gonna pick. cut your ass off, and then we're gonna be like, "Oh well." Later, Tim, <laughs> and you're going to keep on talking, and we're going to think you're on the air, and we're going to do that all day long. There's no one else it's you can pick. Jo- it's going to be that great. would be a better yeah, it's choice be than me. Yeah, we got you. It would be it would be the best choice and the worst choice, all at the same time. It's, it's you know, you're in. That's don't, what makes don't it you so worry. great. Big headset. I'm just kidding. And you're going to be the man on the on the spot. You're gonna be no. like Tim Martin, man on the scene. That does make me excited though. That you're doing on 419. Yeah. I mean, regardless of yeah, it, it well, it makes sense because everyone's here and. If they are, you know, or everyone will come that I mean, that day. And then the thing is, uh, this I have a secure location already, so it's no big issues this year. And on top of that, um, got a whole crew of people that are ready to help. Which you should tell everybody where the location's going to be right now, so you can ruin it's it. Secret location? Don't you get it? I mean, <laughs> KTI is like, he's like, no. Oh. He thought I was serious. No, it's a secret. Location. Always a secret location. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the cool part is, is that there's a couple of good events there's that one thing i said could turn around and become something decent but then there's another event that i know um but hasn't been announced again so i can't talk about it because you know how that goes but that one is definitely run by people who are local who know exactly what to do when it comes to large-scale events and um and also we related events which is like i went to the meeting and i was like wow okay this is good everyone's on the same page there's not going to be a Oh wait a minute! You didn't say weed smoke. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, there's twenty two thousand people coming to smoke weed, and you definitely knew that. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen that already go down a few times because that's usually the only thing you leave out. Like, yeah, we just don't say that. I was like, yeah, you're coming to meet. I had to do the same thing when I was doing my sponsor deck thing for it. I was like, I can't put cannabis anything when it comes to like keywords or anything because that just throw. You know, they're like, put in your keywords. I'm like. Meet up. Are you talking about Facebook? 
I'm talking yeah. about just online having it, advertisement. Any, it's not, there's no I mean, Facebook's there's, like that. There's though, no then. advertisement. It's not going on Facebook. I'm talking about a, a sponsor deck where you have keywords, just even in there where it's not connected to any kind of thing. I don't want it. <laughs> don't want the word cannabis in there. Hey, got to be proactive. Got to be proactive, yep. my friend. Let's so do the watch words. Okie doke. We use this right on point. Five two. Yo, yo, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Hi, Adam. Uh, this is Ben uh, Mandelbrot's younger brother, or Ross. Oh, hey, what's going on, brother? What's, um, what's happening? I just wanted to be sure this was the right number to yeah. call to get yeah. access to you guys. I hear Leo's coming on the show today. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to be able to participate. Cool. That's, That's awesome. That's great. That's exactly what we would love to see. Um, sweet. Yeah, well, we're, uh, he's on. He's supposed to call in about five, but... Uh, you know, we'll see. Call back when he calls. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome, perfect. Cool. All right, grab All a right. book. All right, see Thank you. Soon. Peace. So, uh, what? What are you looking at me for? Because you're the man, dude. You're, <laughs> you're the man with the plan. You got to give us a. That's uh, hilarious. They were talking about all the. Uh, they were talking about old JDR shows in the chat. Oh, let's like talk one, about that for five I mean, minutes. Well, that's, let's do it. Let's do I it. mean, it's a frustrating, th- it's <laughs> it's a frustrating thing. See Wednesdays? Which certain... No, no. No, it's are. frustrating that, like... Well, see, when we started the show, I started it on Libsyn, mm-hmm. which you probably... I don't know if you know about Libsyn. Mm-mm. Anyway, it's like the number one podcast hosting site that's oh, out there. Man. It's like 40 bucks off? a month or whatever. No. What? You didn't pay your bills? You just try to find a better situation. You know, there's not... You don't have the controls that you think you, you would necessarily... I think every, pla- every platform is going to have its own restrict, like its yeah. own. Weaknesses. It's the best of the best situation, unless you can afford your own mm-hmm. server and then mm-hmm. just do that on your own and build your own. And that's ultimately. But you know, but the, that's nowadays it's more expensive to have your own server than it is to work in like a cloud. So situation. I try to but do that. If you're in a cloud situation <laughs> and you have no control, so I try to do that and fark the couch pretty much. So uh, yeah, you I had try. a lot of people that that helped out. We had mm-hmm. donated server space. Is this what we were talking about? Is this what they wanted to know about your server space? I mean, it's just some they, extra they period of time. It's all oh, okay. I mean, you have me here. I'm promoting the, the show. We're talking about history of cannabis. Here's what I'm all getting right. into. Once we get into server size, I'm like, but they're, okay, right. that's the, the point being that ultimately that shit just disappeared into nothingness. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like one of the one of the one things that we face today as a modern society. Wait, your, is, your files, you mean, went to no, nothingness? Shut no, the you fuck saved up. everything, right? Yeah. Well, it is. It would suck if, like, another hundred years from now, it was like one of the conversations in JDR unlocked the key to life. That would be amazing. <laughs> You know, well, I think you never I, know. I don't know. You never know. I don't think any of I mean, my shows or your shows are going to unlock the key. But could be don't years, think maybe. small. Maybe yeah. When we're yeah dumbed down again, just don't like think he's, he's totally idiocracy. So the his, point being here that so when you're the smartest guy in the world is what you're trying exactly. to say. Exactly. I mean, a hundred years from now, we just, got Trump. We got Oprah next. Yeah. We're gonna have the robot war probably. Oh, you saw that little <laughs> list that came out. That list was. Killing. I passed it on. You probably saw, I it saw that. that list was good. So having as many hours as we did with uh, JDR, I mean, I probably documented audio from Mark Emery more than anywhere else than in his own spot. Mm -hmm. Turned out that, you know, Mark Emery's not necessarily proven himself to be, you know, the the best, um, I don't know, I don't know the best way to put this, uh, you know, the best friend to progress. Yeah, he gets it in his own way. But those conversations, you know, conversations with Gary Johnson that we had, you know, former presidential candidate, all the grow conversations, 
Um, I mean, everything that went into it, the politics, the... Is it in a satellite somewhere? Because that's what we need to do. It's got to be. get that shit up no, in a satellite. on my hard drive. You need the JDR satellite. I found most of it. And then you need to somehow, like, get it to fucking fling out so it just keeps going. So then comes YouTube. Going. Just get the, yeah. that's, that's what we're doing. That's what you're saying. YouTube. No, no. Yeah. You no. just load it up for free. So I try to put Damn. it on my own server, and obviously, it's expensive. Can't take care of that. It's if a you're nightmare. Not dude. making a ton of money. It's a fucking nightmare. Can you imagine, like, if you had that your seven year old server thing that you had? Oh my you god! Had, oh my god! What would you do? I mean, you'd be living out of a number one. Life. I have to thank the people that donated the space and the time and the money to be able to do it for as long as I mean. We I did. got a twelve terabyte or whatever the stupid server thing is, and it's like ridiculous. I don't it's even like, really know how it works. And now it's like I, it's this big, and it's, and I'm like, dude, twelve terabyte. I can go buy like three little hard drives and that's like that's the same thing I click buttons and it goes here and then you can listen just, to it there it's just like fuck you know if you're gonna buy any technology that takes four guys to carry then you know you're not like you're not like, cutting edge at that point so YouTube comes along I mean there's a few others in between there live stream whack Thanks. Twitch may be the, one of the next ones but yeah. YouTube well, where you can store on, everything we got stuck on live stream so. because Mitch put us there and we were stuck and we were like ah fuck it you know, I mean yeah. I understand it's like being in a bad relationship you're just like fuck it and it's then, hard to move and maybe pay a year ahead yeah. and then I all of a sudden had to, they asked me to pay the next year and I was like yeah I'll get around to that and I was like we're breaking up and I didn't want to tell him I was like didn't want to tell him man I can't tell you until you break up with me and then when you break up with me they, changed, like, they yeah. just changed the locks on you is like, what happened it took them forever though dude it was like September when we stopped paying, yeah, was... we literally stopped paying the bill in September so it's September, October, November December that's a long time yeah, I mean, four months. I think live stream. Just being in that like no shift. It was four months of no no sex there. Live stream no so buggy. No sex with live stream. We didn't we didn't try. Yeah, well, that's we, horrible. <laughs> they were so buggy and they didn't want to help us. I had a lot of support tickets and you know yeah. to try and fix things and they just didn't want to help. And yeah, it was just crazy. Well, the only way to do it is by yourself. Uh, here's the here's the the kicker to me was when I called them one day and was like, okay, so I went out and bought this six hundred dollar camera and I can't use it because I don't have a. PC at home and like I could do it at the, and the PC can't link with the iPad and you'd only make it in iPads. It doesn't make any sense. There's something yeah. wrong here. And they were like, and I was like, are you guys going to make live stream in Mac? And they were like, we have no plans to do that. And I was like, that's why, that's why Google, that's why it's like basically you doing it yourself with Google. It's yeah. going to be stored on there forever for as far as we know. Well, not forever, forever, it's whatever, forever it's basically is. basically going to be in a, uh, but that's where I should have started. A buoy off of like the somewhere wasn't even in the thing ten years ago when I started what? YouTube. Putting this sh- on YouTube wouldn't even—I mean, it wasn't even a thought at that point in time to put. I didn't even think they allowed audio only at that point. Who's audio only? We're video. No, when JDR started back in 07, uh, if we would, it wouldn't have been a possibility to be able to do it. Here we go. So anyway, so we'll have All those right. up on YouTube on the Jondo Radio Show page as it rolls out. Yo yo, welcome to the Done Show. Who we got? Yo, yo, it's Leo for Aficionado. Yo, Leo, how you doing, my friend? How you doing, Adam? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just, uh... I haven't talked to you New Year, so Happy New Year, buddy. That's right. I haven't talked to you in a year, bro. Actually, it was like, I think you and I talked uh, for a second there, maybe, but that might have been somewhere at the cusp. <laughs> so, how is your New Year's, <laughs> how did your New Year's go for you? It was good. We raised up in Tahoe with some buddies, just laid back. You know, we really don't party much anymore, so we were kind of like old, boring people for a change, you know? We've just been grinding, so it was nice to just kick back with some friends and just chill. Sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah and, and the seasons are going to, I mean, everything's starting to kick up already in people's minds because we're getting close to the end of uh, 
January, so now it's like, oh shit, what 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 are we doing? <laughs> you know, everybody's been kind of hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Plan of attack. Yeah. Uh, so you know, navigating you know, navigating the season. Season's about to start. Not a lot of people are licensed. Neighborhoods hurting big time. A lot of people properties going up for sale. So you know, there's a lot happening. You know, we're trying to like stay focused on the game and and, and keep breeding and keep making seeds, but. You know, what also takes up a lot of time is, you know, we're, we're trying to help out, you know, some of our neighbors and our people in the community, too. They're just, like, kind of at the point where they're shit out of luck and they're trying to have trying to have hard times, mm-hmm. you know, paying for their land payments and whatnot. So that's kind of like what, you know, at least my part of Mendo is going through. I'm pretty sure Humboldt and, you know, the rest of California is feeling it, too. Yeah, do you guys get, like, letters, everybody getting, like, letters about sort of plant counting things changing? Or what's the deal with that? Is it just Or just, like, no license, no grow? Or how does that work? I guess it depends on where you're getting licensed and, you know, um, you know, we're partnering up with, um, one of our good buddies in Humboldt for our permit. And, um, as far as plant count, it's just, you know, basically canopy you know, as far as, I, as far as I know, at least where, where we're going to be at. Yo, 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 welcome to the Adam Dunn show. Who we got? Hey, Yo. Turn the show down in can the background. Just, can you turn the show down in the background so we can get, we don't get echo? I've been a radio DJ for a long time. That never gets old. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I had the same number. I was going to call back after you guys got done talking. Go ahead. Okay. Might as well just ask. Let's do it now. Yo, yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, it's casual. This is so 20 from AB normal. <laughs> sure. I mean, and, and, and I think... Uh, you know, I got a message from from them that Leo wasn't really coming on here to rant and rave or either. So it's I think, but but at the end of the day, we'll we'll definitely get to the discussion, I guess. Uh, so Leo, you know you know who that is, right? Who was that? What was that? Uh, well, we got Leo. I got everybody on the. We got everybody on at the same time now. So I'm just kind of in, in between. Okay. <laughs> cool. What's your main? What's the main topic today? Oh wait, is this is this Mister? Oh wait a minute, I thought this is okay. Now we got double. We're doubling down. This is Mister Normal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I already have. <laughs> so never mind. Adam's on his guard over here. Man, Mister Normal slips in every show. He just comes in, right? Bam. What's going on? What's, what's on the show? I'm like there. you are on the show now. Um, I got Leo from Aficionado on the line right now. So there, that's who's that's who's here right here. I had another call before Leo. That's why I thought it was a, a different person. But we're, we'll get into that one, I guess, when we get into that one. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Normal is. Uh, so I guess I can't talk about anything you're doing really because it's all top secret, right? You're Mr. Top Secret now. <laughs> Are you on an NDA? No, Are you, no, we on NDAs? We have we no, got we, some, good, some good things going on. We're releasing some moms this spring to free to people to try but the products we were talking about the other day yeah that's something we're working on that's a little bit under under wraps oh, just oh, at, right. at the moment so what you can do mr normal is give us a call yeah give us a call after leo leo's going to be on for the for a while here so but yeah give us a call at the, near the end there 
Yeah, cool, cool. I'm curious what you guys are saying. Aficionado seems like they're getting a little bit of reputation, so a little bit, a little bit. They got, they got a little, they got a little rep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> all right, we'll all give, right. Talk to you guys later, man. Give a call right. back. Thanks. I love you. Ciao, ciao. No, we had a call. We had a call earlier, and. Uh, so they were. It felt like it was the same exact. It felt like it was the exact same phone call, and then all of a sudden it was the. Wait a minute, it's a familiar voice, but not the guy that was calling earlier. So, uh, so yeah, you were saying everybody's in tough times, and that's like, and that's kind of like state. Every state has its own issues right now, and it's like you you see, like it's weird. Like Colorado was was flying for the longest time on a sort of nice even keel, no big no big shakeups. Everybody was all pretty comfortable, and it wasn't like people were going gangbusters either. Like here, everybody was pretty respectable. And I was actually really impressed with Colorado as far as like, like I'd get to Cali and I'd be like, God damn, this is just the way it used to be. As far as everyone's taking, you know, if they give them a little bit of space, they're going to double it up as hard as they can. And then here, everybody was like easing back really hard. You're like, just not impressed with the stall of growth. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, but I was, I was impressed. I was impressed with the restraint that people had, which is like, it's hard when you're a grower, you always want to grow more and do more and oh, bigger I things. But but Cali yeah, yeah. is now going to feel. I guess they're feeling the fucking double snap now because it's all real as of January first, isn't it? Like extra real. <laughs> extra <laughs> like, real. Yeah, and, and we're yeah. and we're only a couple weeks in, so I think a lot of people are are still feeling the sting, like or ears are still ringing from it. You know what I mean? They're not quite there yet. Back in the the silence of, of reality. It's kind of like, Oh shit, we're still like, Holy shit. What kind of, we had new years. And then all of a sudden I have, I mean, I have the same problem here. I'm only allowed 12 plants on a, on a per property. And all of a sudden, you know, my, my 99 count means nothing. And my mom's 99 count means nothing. And I'm like, Holy shit, this changes everything. You know what I mean? We're like, womp, 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 you know, like what are we going to do now? Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, is it that extreme there too? Is it as far as like twelve? Is that what they're going to bring everybody down to six or twelve or whatever it is per property? Or are they trying yeah, to like? I mean, everybody in the state could grow six plants, you yeah. know. So that's the cool thing. But as far as like you know what you could produce for commerce, you know, you have to jump through all those hoops. Right, and you know, so you have to jump through the hoops, or you got to do them yourself. So, and what about caregiver sort of situations and things like that? Is that? I'm really, I'm still really curious about how the medical thing is. You know, we've been mostly focused on getting our rec licenses, and I know that, you know, just because rec here doesn't, you know, delegitimize the the medical market doesn't mean the medical market goes away. So, no, you know, it's um, weird. It, it's weird though because like some states have done that exact same thing. You know, like Washington State kind of fucked up their whole program. Um, here it's pretty lame too as far as like once it, once it took a while like that's the important thing and like yeah, the, it took the, a while but that's not very safe it's the, <laughs> it took a while doesn't it's mean. the resistance to the regulation and keeping them separate you know pushing the value of patients you know that there are people that are involved in cannabis that use cannabis that maybe should get priority when it comes to access, uh, you know, over rec. And that's kind of what it comes down to, to, you know, my thoughts and my feelings on it. And that fight needs to stay strong in order for that to happen. You just got to road it away here. It's just, the, it's just the taxes on rec are too high for, for, that's for medical too, anyway. I mean, nobody can afford to well, pay. It's too high for anybody. Too high for anybody and really too high Cali for, is. for, for yeah. well, Cali and the concentrate thing is rid- ridiculous when you see the taxes and stuff and you're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Wow. I mean, not like we didn't, 
you'll see that one coming. It's like California regulations. I haven't really heard those two words in the same sentence too many times in my life when it wasn't about weed. You know what I mean? It was never, but like, that's the only state you always would see on any kind of like product. It would be like everywhere except California. You know what I mean? California has its own set of regulations anyway when it comes to a lot of things because of the, you know, uh, imports and agricultural sensitivity and things like that. So, with cannabis, it's going to be like a fucking gold mine for those kind of reg guys. You know, they're going to go nuts. In my opinion, I mean, I, yeah. this is all in my opinion, guys. <laughs> I'm not by any means an authority on what's going to really happen. But no, I think it is going to. I, I personally think Cali is going to be a landmine-laden place for a while for a lot of people, and there's going to be a whole bunch of complete and utter fuck-ups, you know what I mean, in the next few years. It's going to be interesting to see. It feels like that. It feels like that. You know, like, we feel that way, like, actually strong, you know, so strongly enough where we want to make, you know, we want to be small enough and agile enough to keep up with the hiccups that the market's going to produce. The market just started, so it's like it's going to be its most volatile from right now to when it stabilizes, and nobody knows when it's going to stabilize. Right. You know, it, it all depends, you know, how many licenses end up getting licensed, you know, how many shops end up getting licensed, what's the end point for the consumer, and, 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 and coincidentally, it's also how the fuck are we going to move all this product everyone's stockpiling? You know, we only have a handful of clubs that are licensed in the state, you know, and so, like, now there's only a handful of, like, licensed clubs, and you have all these producers, and while it's going to take a long time for these, you know, for a lot of these shops, these retail shops to come online, you know, we're still going to have a, you know, we're going to keep building our back stock of product here in california so you know what that does to the price i don't know you know it depends how the product moves you know and, and how it behaves on the market it's kind of like you know everyone's freaking out you know at least up in you know in, in our part of north i'm not really freaking out but a lot of people are either freaking out or you know trying to act like they're not freaking out because the market is really you know the, the money's not flowing like it was just last month for a lot of cats in the neighborhood even cats that have been vending to the clubs you know, a lot of people I've been talking to say, "Damn, I haven't had I haven't had any accounts refilled since you know before the before the first. And I go, "Why is is product not moving?" They're like, "No, they're not licensed." Right. You know, so, um, you, so you have the shop suffering, and, and you have some of these businesses suffering. So it's you know part of that ecosystem, I guess. Yeah, we got a we got a caller. Uh, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Hey guys, how you going? Hey, so. Uh, you're back. You're back. <laughs> You're back. So I got I got Leo on the line. Yeah. Who's that? Can you hear uh, Can you hear Leo? Hi. Hi. How you doing? What's your name, man? Who's that? Hey, my name's Jamila, and I'm calling from Detroit today. Yep. What you got? Right on. This is painful right now. <laughs> What's your question, man? What do we get? All right, guys. Well, you know, I've been listening to you guys for a little while now, and I'm a first-time caller. Um, and I had a, uh, I had a question. Um, it's kind of a personal question, so I was sort of looking for some advice. Um, and so, basically, it all started about two years ago when my therapist um, basically convinced me that you know, a lot of my problems had resulted from my gender dysphoria. And so basically he had um, advised me to start taking hormones. And 
So I started taking hormones um, to become a woman, and I actually I started dyeing my skin black every day as well, so that I could be a black woman. I think you should and, this dude off. Um, <laughs> I had remained, um, you know, I, I've you know chemically I've, I've remained mostly male, but I do have boobs now, and I changed my name to Jamila Bolden. Um, and I wear women's clothing, but I'm having a lot of problems at work, and I'm having trouble getting along with the guys at the gym. And I was wondering if you guys could give me if some. If I could send, if I could send him a free, did we just hang up on Leo too? Yeah, I'm gonna come over and get. I, I might know how to how to take care of that for you. I, I think I might know how to. Is that the that old Skype. version or the new version? It still didn't work, dude. If that, no, it worked. I just lost Leo. If he can call back, that'd be All awesome. Right. All right, Leo. You had a Hermie question there. It was just a, Herm- it was a straight up Hermie question. It's not a big deal. We would have been able to. Totally I know. I was out. like I was trying ready. to figure I was, out. Like, I was like, oh, okay, it's going good now. The black skin. Yeah, who we got called? He was just trolling. Period. Yeah, super so troll. I mean, he was that's because tr- you're on the show. You know, never have that. Yo, Leo, what's going on? Yo, back on. <laughs> that sounds better anyway. Oh, is he dysphoria guy back again? Or? It's an unknown number. <laughs> go ahead. And- oh, uh, we might have the same guy again. We'll see. Do you oh, want like, me to, oh, that's a sharp turn, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you want me to add him? What's that? Do you want me to add the... Um, or no? Well, because we have the other guy I know that was trying to call before, so... So no? There was actually a real guy who was trying to call or to talk to you, but the, the, so far we've had two complete and out of, the, out of, the, out of yeah. left fields for you. Like, okay, Leo, this is not the one that we were talking about. Um, so, all right, well, anyway... Never gonna stop. Uh, so what's Baba going? Booey, Baba Booey, Baba, Baba So yeah, it was just it was a straight up Hermie question. There it was no big deal. We would have been able to. I told everybody we could have definitely figured that one out. But oh well, if he doesn't want our advice, it's fine. You know, no, that was. <laughs> All right, so we're back to an unknown guy again. Yeah, do you want to add him? Yeah, let's just see. And if it's if it's the same guy, we'll cut him out, and he's gonna he's gonna bang it out. Yo, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Hey guys, how's it going? Yo. What's going on, boys? What's happening? What's up, brothers? How you doing? I'm good. We're good. What's going on? Oh, not a whole much. Uh, my uh, my wife just called you. His name is Jamila Bolden. Uh, my name is Millennial Matt on Twitter, and I'm a Nazi. I don't know if you guys know who I am. Uh, okay. So, oh, this is great. It's awesome. That was, oh, man. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was a good one. Oh, that was man. good. Yeah, we we love Nazis. Yeah. Usually, Nazis usually that's, isn't the it's not, <laughs> it's not the best way to start the uh, intro. Like you come into the party, you're like, "Hey, I'm a Nazi." You're like, eh. "Okay." <laughs> and his wife just called, and she she was nice. She was nice, but that's no, all right. We we can we can live without it. Um, so uh, so the town like we like I was saying every I think every state is in this weird like zone right now where they're trying to figure out their way and they're trying to figure out uh like in some places like you know like norcal is lucky because it's fucking norcal you know what i mean like some states are really fucked because they had like a glimmer of hope with weed and all of a sudden now they're getting zoned out or whatever and it's only because the state's rushing to legalization like it's going to happen in the east coast real quick where states that never even had anything are going straight pretty much to legalization and not even having hardly any medical, and that kind of sucks because, for me, the the medical side should be like, kind of integral into the, like if the rec passes, it should only pass if there is a rec, if there's a medical side that is being completely funded, 
from the taxation of that rec market. You know what I mean? So that you would create a self yeah, a self built system that would always be taken care of because it doesn't even because we know that like if you did that, the people that are truly medical uh, and the ones that we like, you know. That that's the you know and they're far and few between when it comes to the actual numbers of, of people who are patients. So we go like okay, there's 180 thousand patients. That means there's 35 thousand super fucking needed patients, and there's another 15 that are fringe. You know what I mean? And the rest are all bullshit. And we know that, but yeah, you could take care of those 50 thousand so easily. You know what I mean? Like oh okay, well that's half the people that we had. Then they're all those people are now in the rec market plus all the other rec people. Take that. And, you know, that's why it always, like, it just puzzles me that people don't, like, because, you know, weed people always think of how to balance. It's always a balance, you know what I mean? Like, how am I going to do this, not have to pay, pay all my crew, (laughs) pay everybody, pay all the food, get all the stuff for next year, and actually don't have any money in pocket, but able to next year are going to crush it, you know what I mean? Like, But at least you're always in that flow. And if you're not, if you're, like, borrowing money to do it, then you might not. You know, then you're you're always under pressure. But if you can kind of like stay in that float zone where you're like, okay, I'm going to parlay this five lighter into a you know quarter acre next year or whatever, and then that's kind of how we always think because it's always like, you know, how can I do this with zero input, but and not necessarily make anything, but just don't fucking have to like a borrow to bring in partners because that fucks it all up. You know, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the the issue <laughs> that's where the issue lies on a lot of things because of for most people it's it's a uh, you know kind of like you're married that you know business is that business is a marriage and it always has been and so a lot of people don't you know divorces are ugly and no one's ever right and it's always a little bit of there's always going to be a he said she said and then you get into that oh, yeah. you get into that kind of zone where it's like no one benefits you know what i mean instead of like getting the most out of whatever you do when you're by yourself, you kind of it's the only person you can blame is yourself because you fucked up because you had to stay out oh, at that festival for an extra day and be like, oh, why did I let that mother plant die? Oh, that chick was yeah, you know, that you know, chick made like me come to her tent and I went to like her tent and now I stayed like, an extra day. I missed the bus and uh, you know, I mean, uh, the festy nightmare. It, all, it always <laughs> it always goes down to being the dude's fault. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's so, if you have any problems with your girl, you can't blame nobody but yourself. That's like that's the gift of growing. Right. That's that's what's cool about being a grower. If if, if you fail, it's because you fucking failed. You didn't do the job the way you were supposed to fucking do it. Yeah, and so you drop the ball, and it's like I had to go through that so many times as a grower, where it's like you really got to check your ego, you know, because like those girls don't give a fuck about your ego; they don't give a fuck about what you want. I mean, they do care about what you want if you care about what they need hmm. and what they want. You know what I mean? That's what I believe. But at the same time, it's like that's you know that's that 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 pie, that that cycle a grower goes through, where it's like you have to the the best growers I know, you know, um, they might have you know a really crazy personality out on Instagram or Twitter, but when you sit down with these cats in a room, they're mm-hmm. fucking hella calm, mm-hmm. hella chill, they got a lot of control, you know, so it's like some people got straight hustles on IG, and I respect that, I respect everyone's hustle, right. you know, so it's like with the growers, it's like once you go through that that, that, that pipeline of checking your ego, of, of, of when you get to the point where, damn, I can't blame nobody but me, mm-hmm. you know, it's hella humbling, and then it becomes a part of like the love of the craft. I think the best, like, that's the word I was going to use, humbling. Yeah. I think the best way to learn that one is probably yeah. on um, Easy Cloner. That's probably the best. Like, if you want to do that, like, 
you know, <laughs> yeah. fuck up a couple of easy clone runs and feel the yeah. heart, feel the heart drop, yeah. feel this. The, oh, I forgot to plug yeah, it in. Why did I feel like a horrible girl? In? You feel like uh, you don't know anything at that point. You're like, I've never learned a thing about growing in my life. Like but growing does make you humble. That's the fucking slap you need to do once in a while. It doesn't make um, you humble as a full, but yeah. it's a humbling. It's hobby. better than the overflow the res deal because that's. Stupid. That's when you just like, God, how old am I? What am I doing? Oh, I overflow the res. You know, I mean, that happens to everybody. Um, but clones, because that's when you get the feel of the, especially if you like took the last plant and cut it all up and made some clones and then totally fucked up. And oh, the top off, yeah. You know, like so the, bad. The, the worst. You know what I mean? You start thinking back like, what did I do? You know. I should have left one branch. Yeah. Or just like the night before they were just about to pop they had that like perfect you're looking at them all excited because they're about to bust and then you forgot to turn it back on it's like really it's like oh just think about it anyway <laughs> so i mean that's that is the that is the um the the learning curve of this industry that it's better when it's all you I and mean, that's again like you're not like not respond now you're not the douche who killed everything and and they never you know never let you down on it. it's like you can you can go and throw those clones away don't tell anybody how lame you are. <laughs> Just start over again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Nobody no, needs to know about that. No one, to, <laughs> no, no one needs to know. I have a question from the chat. Chat, chat question. Uh, what's up with the origin date on the OG they use? That was the question. The I don't know what that. What's the deal on the exactly date? means? What What's up with the origin? Origin. Origin date on the OG they use is what the question was. All right, if you can understand that. Oh, the the Affy? Yeah. I think he's is he talking about aficionado? Yeah. Or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or I think aficionado. He's, he's referencing the the 78, 78. LAOG Affy. So that name came from um uh breeder Johnny Q who was also the 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 breeder that created the sour best shit ever that won um it won the Emerald Cup in about 2000. In it was either 2010 10. or 2011. I think it was 10, 2011. And that's, that's actually Sorry, one I need to track down. Everyone. That's actually a guy I need to talk to and track down for me if you can. Yeah. I, just cause I know. That's just, uh, cause no, it's also like one of those yeah, things where I'm like. Sage I'm, I'm in like, it. Yeah, it's like your sage crossed with that with that 78 LA Affy. Yeah. And what the 78 LA Affy was. Is because like when we first came onto the scene in like 2012, and we you know like when we first started the seed company, we're starting to do shows. We came from the underground, and then we went to our first High Times Cup in, in San Bernardino, and like we had a talk with uh, I guess you know Aaron came up to our booth from DNA, and he was like, "Yo, what's up with this LA after you guys are pushing that you know we and you guys have?" And you know we told him the story. It was like, "Yeah, man, it came from the Samoan cats. I was down in Vacaville." Um, down in the late, you know, down in the late seventies, early eighties, and that came, and that came to the hands of the Johnny Q's family. And his family was pushing that, you know, around, you know, in SoCal. But in Vacaville, it wasn't called seventy Leogf. It was called the best shit ever. Uh-huh. And so for the longest time, it was just called the best shit ever. And then it was like, and then it came down to LA, and the story was, you know, turned to Leogf. You know, like that's what that's what the story. You know, that's that's what you know Johnny Q and, and the story's been since like. You know, 2012, 2013. You know, and so now I, we got all these cats coming on the breeding scene. Like, oh, I've, I've, I've bred with the LA Affy too. You know, so you know that name when we when we well, came yeah. from it was you yeah. know that 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 came from Johnny Q and, and we carried it because it was the only fucking plant we found that had a provenance where we could like ask people, yeah, did you guys work with this '90s? Cool, that's dope. And so it's like, all right, the farthest we back was to the '90s, but it was it was like a straight ass OG and it always came from seed. Hmm. And this was back when like. You know, OGs, you know, uh, weren't really fucking found in seed. But it was like every pheno wasn't OG. You know, probably like, 
you know, you get 20 to 30% of the progeny would like exhibit something that was like definitive of OG. You know, lo- other phenos are like, you know, well, I think also, or you had earthy tones. I think, I think um, Aaron probably asked because their um, LA Con was supposed to be LA Affy times LA Affy. That was the original. Yeah. That was the In original. LA Affy. Yeah, it was like a. Yeah, and they said it was a name. They gave it to a plant that they had they had gotten. I was like, oh sweet, you got it from the Samoans, right? And I think, you know, they was like, yeah, yeah, you, okay, cool. So we're kind of in agreement, yeah. to, you know, or you know, not in agreement, but we're, I think we're both in the close proximity of like, all right, we kind of agree it came from this area of California, and you know, different mm-hmm. people work with it. That's the thing about genetics is that there's no catalog of it, so there's it's only the people that are able to touch it. And actually, f- and, and remember that shit, or mm-hmm. or at least pass that information Somewhat along. The correctly. best thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it depends yeah, on how you look at that, I mean, from what angle you look at it from. Well, thank God they couldn't fucking track it yeah. like that back I mean, in the day. We yeah, were all over yeah, the bus exactly, in a long yeah. time no, ago. I, what, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> we would have been like, yeah. yeah, and it all came from this guy. <laughs> you know, <she laughs> that's what they're trying to do in Colorado right now. Yeah, no, yeah. Did you hear about that? Did you yeah. hear about the latest um, ridiculousness here in Colorado? What was that? I don't think it's going to happen. But there's no. the reason why it became a big story. Okay, so they want to try and put a marker in some way or another, and the company that they want to award it to would put uh, as. I'm pretty sure it's a chemical marker, but there's other ways. They were talking about doing a. Um, they were talking about doing either, uh, which is ridiculous. Oh, a micro, micro a Colorado micro, marijuana enforcement RFIDs. Like basically like, is what it comes down to okay. it, it's not like changing anything in the plan it's not like genetically and modifying or isotopes it. they were going to use isotopes yeah there's different yeah the isotopes from and they wanted to do plant derived isotopes so that they wouldn't they, they were like oh don't worry it's like like to me it's like going to the airport and some guy's going to tell me like go through that machine and it's cool I'd be like no yeah. thank you very much you go through the machine, and then they're like, no, it's okay. We have a special pass, so we don't have to go yeah. through the machine. I'm like, then why would you want me to go through? You know what I mean? It's like, there's the end of the day, I don't know. There's, there's also like soil isotopes in tests your weed. Other things. I don't care who tells me about it. I don't trust anything yeah. sprayed in my weed. So Colorado is trying to put, implement this bill that would put this into place in order to so help tracking yeah. and, uh, com- and help diversion, which, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The costly. Uh, the costly program they would create wouldn't, I mean, it like wouldn't be successful want at all. Cops to have scanners to be able to scan weed to go like, oh, this weed came from this shop. You're like, fuck that. But dude. they want to award it to one company. So the monopoly situation of it is what drew the attention of everybody. So it's not technically, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think it's, it's going to have it's life. Probably, you know, it's propensity to be abused for trademarking and patenting. Kind of like what really could That'll eventually happen for sure. It, with it just sounds, yeah. it sounds so cost restrictive. And unhealthy yeah. and not... It's just not needed. Necessary. <laughs> I, I mean, because you could have... Yeah, you could have, like, all the talent in the world, you know, but, but if you're not as funded as that next genetic company that's going around and, and market, marketing shit and then trademarking or patent that sequence... Yeah. They're not even talking about marketing. They're not you even... You know? Yeah, they're, <laughs> it's, it's happening. Yeah, they're not like, even talking about too. markers or, or that. They're talking about, like spraying on plants as a finished thing like you have to put oh, every single what? plant has to get sprayed no i don't think it's necessarily spray yes, yes. well there's different ways yeah, that they're talking about doing they're talking it. they're talking it would be entered into the after the fact so that they well there's control. also the, it, it would be entered into like basically d it's a it's like a dna type thing where it would be trackable yeah, would at the cellular level yeah. And it wouldn't. I don't yeah. think one way is to spray it on. The other way were, is to check soil samples and match it up that way. There's different ways to do it. That's why there's different companies that are pissed. Like, why mm-hmm. is this one company going to be able to get the deal? Mm-hmm. So hopefully that attention doesn't create 
fire underneath the bill and push it through. Because otherwise, it wouldn't have never it would have never passed if it wouldn't have got this media attention lately. For uh, and thanks oh, to man, Jessica LaRue for that information too. It's just nuts. Any anytime you talk about uh, that level of, of of control on a cannabis sort of or you know a thing that's not even a drug, it's really a fucking herb. You know, it's yeah, like, it's, that's the part that's really it's kicks like you. In flowers the should just they should just like not even talk about flowers anymore. You yeah. know what I mean, just be like, all right, you know what? Let's all work about concentrates which are dangerous <laughs> oh yeah thanks for throwing us under the cup no but which, which, are, which are dangerous if people are dumb and make them at home we know yeah. that and you know what i mean let's just let's just say safety if you really want to talk about safety that's the only safety issue there you're thinking about as far as consumption no there's not yeah. and and as far as having flowers and things like that i mean it's just like come nah, on you should just, should just let everyone do whatever the fuck they want you should be able to have you know a field I mean? of it behind your house i mean the only reason why is obviously and, and, and when because it comes they to make s- it illegal and dangerous well the thing is it's, artificial it's quickly becoming worthless in a sense of like east coast to west coast there's almost no advantage you know what i mean like the prices are just kind of flatlining across america and at a certain point and what's happening in cali like what he what oh. leo mentioned before is the, the stock plant the weed mm-hmm. that's going to be yeah. eventually stockpiled uh, well, it's like Cali when, is when you buy in a like when you buy in a dispensary in Cali after taxes for an ounce, you're looking at the same. So you're looking at within fifty dollars of a pound price. You know what I mean? Like pretty much. <laughs> if you're like if, you're, if you know somebody, right? So you're like, hmm, I could go spend four hundred and forty three dollars over here after taxes, or I could go spend five hundred bucks up on the hill and find some oh, last year's weed that'll be just as good as the dispensary's <laughs> yeah. weed. You know what I mean? Probably better, yeah. and we'll see what happens in Cali as it unfolds. And only sixteen times as much, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think a lot of people thought I was going to go up. The prices are going to go up at the beginning, but I think ultimately, well, there's going to be. How is it for um, drop? How is it, Leo, like for finding clean weed there? That's that's. I guess that would be the first question. Would be yeah. That's the other challenge. Woo! I mean, how? That's that, the other challenge. I mean, there must be a product. lot of a lot of people failing all the microbials and all. The no, they're passing it because it's it's. Pay to play is basically – that's the problem I hear in Cali is that the labs, Cali, Oregon, Washington, you know, there is a lot of money going under the table for these people to pass the test, and they're really trying to clamp down to change that. It really that. is. Yeah, it's a huge issue. It really issue. is, and there's no regulation to, to, to kind of curtail all that from happening. Yeah. You know, it's like it, a lot of people forget, you know, it's like this, this lab hustle descends from the hustle. You know what I'm saying? It's like – it all comes from street business. All this, all this stuff, and so it's like you can't be surprised. I tell people like, "What do you mean? Like they're doing these? Like, are you surprised? Yeah, you're surprised that a bunch of motherfuckers came out of the black and and and, and all of a sudden they're not perfectly white because we, we we can't operate perfectly white right now. And people know? think they're you the know, scientists in lab coats in the lab doing your tests for you, but no, no. It's, they're picked from our same community. These are the same type of people, yeah. man. It's no, they're not like some super genius. Sci- I mean, it could be, but I it's, think when when I I first came here in 2009 or whatever, and we were at the KushCon, and then Full Spectrum was doing their stuff. Wasn't the, those are the big guys that were here? And they were it's like very hard to find a professional. And they were like Can Labs. When we actually hung out, like at first, I was like, oh, like oh wow, these are the guys from the lab, you know. And then we went outside, smoked a joint together, and they were more like, they oh were God. more like into weed than me. Even at that point, they were just like in a good way, but at the same time. They were less professional. Yeah, that's the than point. I thought. You know what I mean? That's I was the like, point. Oh. And then I found out that they were, you know, yeah. they were like 
basically doing lab work and making extract at the yeah. same time. You know what I mean? Well, Can like, Labs here in Colorado, <laughs> man. Can Labs. At the same facility without even without a license. You know what I mean? Like, oh. okay, we're just going to give us a bunch. Man, you know, we'll split it up. And they were doing the full-on, like, 50-50 <laughs> break. I was like, man, they're gouging you. Like, like gouging there. You know, it was, yeah. it was just the classic. Uh, yeah. 40 violations you know, Can Labs thing had. About, oh, w- one more thing about the lab that we've seen is um, we have a few, we have a few, um, you know, we're, we have, we're pretty good friends with a few labs in the state. So, you know, we do some testing to kind of help us with our breeding and you know, kind of see where everything's sitting at. But what we saw was really interesting was that a lot of people, you know, the pay to play thing is a phenomenon. We're not going to argue that, but what's also another phenomenon that a lot of people aren't catching. Like I've seen a lot of really good organic growers get fucking flacked because their shit was popping hot for Eagle 20 on the parts per billion. And these are guys that would never spray Eagle 20, but it came from the moms, came from the clones, from a lot of these big commercial nurseries that are happening in California. And so you have this problem with people producing a ton of product. I got a buddy on Bell Springs, sitting on a thousand pounds of product on a permitted farm, but all his clones came from a permanent nursery that was all sprayed with, uh, the moms were sprayed with like Eagle 20, you know, maybe uh, one or two generations down the line. It was a minute amount, but it was enough to fail him. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, because it's, so it's like, like all or nothing. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. So as we like see this conversion, you know, it's like so that's kind of part of the necess- the necessity. It's like if you want clean weed, you know, it's like damn, we we do have to be regulated because everybody doesn't have you know those morals and values that a lot of the you know people you know a lot of other people like us have. You know, it's like there, well, you there know, has a lot, to be and a lot of people the I, mechanism for people to produce like healthy organic clones on a large scale because people just don't know. They're like, oh shit, this guy's got oh he's got uh, five hundred clones of the wedding cake. I'm gonna buy them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna grow them organically. But you bought him from LA and likes the you know your this homie spread it with with the Eagle Twenty. Yeah. Then you're fucked. Yeah, and then I mean, and for a lot of people, that's just like standard operation because they are making clones. So that for them, that's just like part of the decontamination process. Yeah, but- going in, going out everything about it because they don't give a fuck. It's just crazy. It's got to go out of there. You know, at a certain point, I think it's going to happen where, um, you know the. Because as we all know, there's lots of people gearing up to make lots of clones there, right? So um, there's going to yeah. be there's going to be people following the right protocol and passing all the tests, and they're going to come certified and approved, and all that's going to have to happen. The knockoff clone market in Cali, can you, but, that's going to be so big, man. Well, and, I mean, it already kind of is. It but, already. I mean, yeah. it's already. I'm I, just talking. It. I don't know. I guess you did the regulated January first takes it to a whole nother level. You you had a gray area before, and people were shady and appropriated themselves sometimes to that gray area. Now I think it's there's a, you know there is a high expectation, <laughs> yeah. a higher expectation once you you know we shift into this, and you know I think it'll be slower for Cali to get to that point than maybe some other states were. But I don't know. I think I think every time it happens in a new place, doesn't matter if it's Cali it's or yeah, something, yeah, it always right. just goes you're faster because right. there's so many channels that are already like figured out. And Not the, the challenges, the, the challenges are the same, and the banking issues. How's that? I mean, that must be a nightmare over there right now with the banking issues too, right? Because I can't imagine in Cali how to. I mean, once. The pipeline and the word down how like we're not gonna, this bank telling this bank not to do and uh, it's got to be such a ridiculous situation. Yeah, and everybody was motivated to start banking. There's some you know credit unions around the state that are allowing certain companies if they're structured right, you know according to like you know the IRS statutes and whatnot that you can you know you can do banking, you know and I know a few people that do have bank accounts and you know um, you know we work we work with the you know we work with a few banks. And the the scary thing is now that you have this whole, you know, Jeff Sessions on the federal level thing, mm-hmm. you know, the banks is all federal. 
I know. I mean, even if even if your even if your money's in a in, in a credit union, that does that you, you're not immune from being investigated. You know, we know a bunch of people that got their credit union union accounts closed because just because they got investigated. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 going to be difficult. Like, how the fuck are we going to scale our businesses and welcome funding into our life, but be able to you know to do this proper? You know, it's, Colorado it's, has not figured yeah, it out kind of yet. One of those I mean, challenges. We have the same problem here. It hasn't, hasn't been figured out in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, I keep hearing things here That's and there. Madness, and, yeah. you know, sometimes a new one pops up and you're like, yeah, these guys are great. But I feel like anytime I that mean, happens. I mean, you think it, after Colorado. Yeah, well, you'd think after. Yeah, I mean, you think it was after, funny, after, it's after just, as much revenue as you generated. Mm-hmm. You know, that, For such a like, small. Right, maybe, we, maybe we should allow these motherfuckers to bank. Well, here's Security the issue. It's, and it's it's a uh, so you know of course because you know it's other it's all federally run they you know it's still legal but they did have nineteen attorney generals who wrote a letter to whoever it is some people this past week trying to change it and reform it because even they're recognizing that it's just uh, it's an impossible uh, you know it's well they're, they're losing out on a huge they're they're all revenue. they're all losing out on a lot obviously and they they need it so it's not like you know <laughs> we we try to squeeze money into banks if we can here and there well it's what's the but if we all could have a fucking if everyone had carte blanche and all the businesses that are out there that are running on cash only it's so archaic. The two biggest uh, things right now that are going to push forward the industry, and they could be the two things that maybe on a federal level push push it all the way forward, and that is, number one, the banking and what we're talking about, and two, the states' rights issue with the Trump administration. And yeah. if you're going to look at anything good and anything positive when it comes down to having Republicans in, uh, or specifically Trump in office, it's the state rights issue. Because you have people, you have Republicans that would have never, yeah. ever defended cannabis in any way, shape, or form, even as, especially with a Democrat president in. You know, they don't, they don't, they just don't have the gusto. They don't have the the reason to go after. He hasn't and, proven himself to care about. But see, but see, we've them. already seen. Uh, we've already seen legislators, congressmen, um, senators come out and say, hey, uh, state rights issues, Republican um, – God, I got too excited there for a second. Republicans coming out and saying, hey, look, it, it, this may be weed, but ultimately I'm for state rights. And if states want to make you know, this decision to move forward, put these laws in place, we should make it possible for them to be successful in every way, shape, and form. And that includes with the banking. And I mean, the state rights issue is such a huge Republican conservative issue that yeah, I mean, I mean, they—it's become easy for them to support marijuana through it. Is ultimately what I was saying. And, and historically, they, you know, that would be the way. But at this point in time, I don't trust nobody because it's no. all fucking schizophrenic. We have the most schizophrenic sort of policy making ideas. You have right Cory now. Gardner here in Colorado, who is an asset, extreme. I mean, he's not an extreme conservative. But you have someone like him as the main voice here in Colorado defending rights, but one of the main voices at the federal level. Two years ago, five years ago, you would never would have in a million years thought someone like him or even specifically Cory Gardner, it would have never happened. And the fact that it is happening today is, I mean, this is just crazy shit happening. Could be a yeah, federal Yeah, it's hard thing. to digest. It is. It's like you think it's going to be good, and then, then something else happens. You're like, oh. It's just like it's just like the game, but on like a different playing field. You know, that's what happened January first. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole the whole game changed. The playing field changed. The rules changed. You know, so I guess everyone. This is just like a, the the adaptation point where everyone's just trying to adapt to the circumstances. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, I think California is pretty much like 
it's interesting because a lot of my friends, that's you know, their 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 whole career is either over or just starting. You know what I mean? Because they're they're either taking the fucking bit, you know, they bit the apple and they're going for it, and they're on that fucking mish. And 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 there's other people I know who have been doing it their whole life, and they're just like at that last cycle, pretty much starting to sell shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh wow, this is yeah. weird. you know, literally closing shop because there's no point, and they don't care anymore. They're just like, fuck it, fuck it. You know what I mean? They, their kid grows good, good enough weed, they'll just let their kid grow them weed, and they're done. You know, what as I mean? every like, regulated state yeah, unfolds, I'm, I'm man. Over it. I'm over it. My kid can do it. I have like three friends like that that are just like, you know, at that at that stage where they realize that. They can't keep up anymore. The incentive. I mean, <laughs> they can't the keep up. They can't keep there. up. It's not there. It's not, the money's not there. And you know, yeah, for I've you had, to grow a successful garden basement, it's for in my opinion. I mean, you can you can grow large plants, six plants, whatever. But I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right and grow a good amount. You know, growers mm-hmm. want to grow. You know, thirty, forty, fifty plants at a time, and and it really is frustrating once you get to. A point that doesn't make it worth it financially. Well, here you here, toss that out. You just toss it out per per property. You know what I mean? And it's just like what? Like there's there's especially when we had like we kind of had a. I thought we had like a plan going on here. I thought the state had their shit covered no, when it came dude. to a lot of things. And all of a sudden at the end, it was just like we were fighting off that. It, what's happening now for it, years? It didn't matter. <laughs> Every single thing we thought was protected was not. And we're like, oh, that fucking, no. that's kind of classic. The force was pushing back, and now the force is kind of dissipated. It's gone. You know, and well, you know, and, and the death of the whole thing is lobbyists getting paid. By the wrong people, you know what I mean. Like the same guys could 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 do good if we could just get yeah. them, get them enough money and be like, don't work for them anymore. Yeah, work right. for me, it's and true. that's how lobbyists work. They don't give a fuck. They'll like work for whoever as long as they pay. They'll be like switch gears on the next day. They'll be like, okay, now I am a cannabis. You know, we there have, are a few things. We have some decent ones, but at the same time, we don't have enough. There are a few things specifically that could change the game for a lot in a lot for a lot of people in a lot of places. Cali tried to Cali tried to push this forward. One's the you know the felon rule in a lot of these places it shoves out the people that you know helped start this industry that put a lot on the line in the beginning and uh, you know can't come yeah. to the table you know now because they have a felony you know growers etc you know and that's allowing those people into the industry would give you know a lot more payback and a lot more voice to you know our community and, and less voice to that money so and cali did try to do that they have a rule in cali that says if you have a felony or any other weed charge you can have it reviewed uh in you can have a court review it and if it's i think is what it comes down to is like it, it, you can have it lowered to whatever the uh the charge would be now so if it was an ounce or less, you can get the weed charge completely wiped off of your hmm. record. If you have a felony that you know was like eight, twelve ounces or more, and now it's lower, I mean, you could get a, you could possibly have a misdemeanor on your record. So that's something important that a lot of people in Cali need, um, need to uh, know about too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that about the whole state. I just knew that yeah. about Oakland. That Oakland had a yeah, and Oakland also has set aside for people. Yep, minority. Um, Oakland has minority licenses, and that includes people who have been busted with uh, weed and weed felonies and stuff. So, and the same thing's kind of happening in Massachusetts. Also, there's a huge battle in uh, Massachusetts for uh, uh, for that type of license to be issued there, and the companies that are already established, obviously, trying to fight that because they would be given licenses first. And uh, priority over uh, these companies that are established in other places and in um, already open medical 
uh, so it's it's that's a lot of protectionist bullshit right there, basically. But it, it's happening, and it's being eroded. That type of rule and the rules in general, I think, are being eroded away as time goes. Well, we just the, seeing slowly. Yeah, it seems slow. It seems slow, but it's going, in my opinion, still pretty fast. Like I mean, it, it was like yeah. it's interesting to watch. Like here in Colorado, we the uh, the energy was totally different five years ago because yeah. because of the fact that it, it was all positive going forward and we tipped up to a certain peak and then it was we new and, and then, fresh and, and shiny we, and then as every new state comes on it almost gets to like it's weird now because it used to be like if something happened we'd all be like whoa well it's happened. like that and now it's like fucking whatever jersey <laughs> Dude. oh yeah <laughs> you know it's like it's like it's so ho-hummy in a way and it's weird the post in the colorado badge network that talked about how everybody would give people high fives when they were coming out of the dog track when they got their license and now you're sitting at the med get your license and you're like oh this yeah douche's now needs well, to I mean, add into my well list. i mean i think the problem the thing is that in states like here and cali will be soon is i mean our industry, there's a lot of jaded people already, right? I mean, that's just part of the game. Oh, yeah. But but now there's a different type of jaded person because now there's the person who invested a couple million bucks and or borrowed a couple million bucks or Didn't whatever. What they thought they were going to And they were the first out the gate and they, did, you know, and they did all the things they thought were good. But when you're first out the gate, is the first to get taken down, too, you know? And that's kind of <laughs> yeah, part of the... Yeah, first mover advantage is a myth. And it happens all the time. And it's always better to lay low and watch a few people get taken out and then just kind of make your way. Sort of Sometimes <laughs> you can be the first one in you can. and be successful well, if you're good at what you're doing. It's fun and now... But, but usually but, you're going to get rolled over. But now, somebody. right now, to be first anywhere right now, it's like, forget about it. Like It's, yeah, like, it's, you, not, it's not first anywhere else. You just happen to be in the last place that it's first. So, you know what I mean? So there's no... You know, but in yeah. general... A few years ago, when it was super fresh, like, oh, my God, this is, I can't believe it, groundbreaking shit. The people who broke ground are the first people who got wiped off. And then now we're seeing, like, the second or third generation of that. And there's some people who, you know, like I always notice at trade shows, you get the A team and the B team, right? The A team is the actual owner of the business, been doing it forever or whatever. Then he's got his B team. And a B team either means... He's so successful that he doesn't have to be there anymore, which is usually the case, right, hopefully. Or it's the other way around where they're just so lame that they they basically just send the B team because they're just over it. You know what I mean? They get so much grief. Yeah. They get so much grief every time they're at a show because everyone's like, dude, your shit sucks. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, I can't be here anymore. So I'll send my B team. They're just know? staying afloat because then that's how they're making it happen by selling at trade shows. And you come to the show and you're like, hey, where's fucking, what's his name? You know, and then they're like, oh, he's not here. He won't be here. And you're like, yeah, he better not. Fucking guy. So, you know, like that, those kind yeah, of. Yeah, he better not. I can't wait to see that guy. Well, that, that's funny. That's how a lot of this things go. a lot go. of that. There is a lot of that. And then there's a then there's other people who are just crushing it and they have to send their B team because they're so tired they have to stay back at the hotel and just fucking count money or whatever because that's, you know, and that's happening too a lot in the industry. But it's also, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, a lot of it, I think. And who wants to go to a trade show too? Like, well, do, do you want to go anymore? You've been to probably more than almost anybody I know. I, actually, I still like it just because I think... You see it, people. It's And also for me, a lot of times it's going to like Boston or going to these new places that are fresh. Those uh, are more fun. Like... Oh, you get the VIP treatment. Even like, you know, and everyone goes to Vegas because it's a fucking excuse to go to Vegas. And then, but if there's a show in some place that's you've been to a few times, like, like that's how why, why High Times didn't work at that fucking same fairground. Because once you went to that same fairground three or four times, you're like, it's going to be hot. And fucking, there ain't no shade, and it's gonna be, you know, the layout already, you know what I mean? You're already done with it. So I feel like a lot of those shows, 
that's the problem is that you kind of know the pitfalls. So I don't go to any of any of any. I mean, even Chalice, it's kind of like I like to go. It sounds like fun, but then it also just sounds no. like a big dust storm of fucking like, horrible, like hot. You know, hot people pass horrible. it out, and I'm like, oh, I'll stay home. You know what I mean? And, I've been to just so many events over the years, concerts, everything that it it just those they don't sound fun anymore. The only part of it that sounds fun is just meeting the people that you've met over the years. Well, I think that yeah, and I think like it's it is kind of cool. Like like Leo, you guys always go full out, right? Like I mean, you guys. Yeah, I've there's never, no I've, A team or B team. There's the T. Yeah, I've never <laughs> I've never seen you. I've never seen you uh, like not. Do the fucking full deal, like I'm for only, companies like this. I mean, it's, it's that's know. these are everything for you. These events, I, I completely I understand. I can't. It's like I, I don't know how some people spend so much time away from their booth. Right. It's like you know, it's like because you know when you know if I if, if someone's coming to the booth to buy seeds, they're not trying to talk to the fucking person trying to hold down the booth. They want to talk to the man who made that shit. You know what I mean? Right. You know, just like when you go to a chef's restaurant, yeah. you don't want to go to a restaurant by a chef. It's like it's so. It's so disconnected. You don't get that experience. But, but you get that experience if you get to see him. Yeah. Or you get to talk he, to him. You actually don't want to see his like, name on the outside of the building. You just want to know he's there. It's yeah. Better, it's better. Once he's names on the outside I mean, of the I building, there's probably a 98% chance he's show. sure he's not going to be there. <laughs> it's like, oh, once, your name, is, once your name is there, you don't go there. You're like, fuck that. I didn't go to that restaurant. Yeah. It's got my name on the front of it. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I'll let the other nine different guys run that shit. And, they, you know, so. That's funny. Um and you and you've always. Uh, but so, I actually like the guys that come up and they have problems. Like that's that's my favorite part of the show, right? Because you always get guys that are. Because we always have a big line. Everybody knows we we kind of have a nice line at the Emerald Cup, and so we always get some person who's trying to make a scene. And it's always it's always like the best opportunity to make something good happen. Everyone's watching. Everyone's fucking phones out. You know, someone's upset. And so it's like cool. You know, it's like we understand. It's like you know, if if anything is wrong, we're always like cool, cool. We'll admit we were wrong. You know, saying okay, I'm sorry, your seeds didn't pop, or or this didn't come out. You know, we'll mm-hmm. take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 you know, these are people usually that have never met us before that bought our seeds online or bought them at a club. And then they get to meet us. You know, you, there's the people that have like the good experiences, and then you have like the haters that come by. But sure. that's still fun. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be that you could be that empty ass fucking seed company with no line, no booth, and no haters, and it's yeah. boring as fuck. Right. You know, so to me, it's just part of the experience. You know, experience is like the glass is half full. Even if it's like a true hater mm-hmm. that I really can't like calm down or talk to, it's it's cool. It's like you know, even though it's like you know, a, a, a one person or a thousand people could like it or hate it, but the, the fact that either one or a thousand people liked it or saw it, mm-hmm. that saw my work above someone else's work, it, it, it's it's hella humbling. You know, so I, I look at it as a good thing. You know, so it's like a lot of people avoid the shows; they don't want to see the drama. You know, it's like you know, I came into the game from from the black market, so it's like. You know, we know it's like you know back in the day how you had Cali Connect rocking around with, you know, with, with with fucking bodyguards back in the day. You know, we don't do that. You know, it's like a lot of people on my team, you know, already trained killers from like the military or from other parts of the, you know of the world or life. Right. You know, so it's kind of like you know we came into this thing, and so it's like we don't you know we like to engage the people you know straight on. You know, we don't like we we don't believe in you know we we use Instagram and Facebook to kind of like connect our story to communicate our story mm-hmm. but never to like badmouth anybody or or, or or even refute haters that, that it distracts from the fucking craft like yeah. we exist here not to hate not to perpetuate hate we exist here to, to to create genetics and that's the role we've taken on you know it's like and, and genetics is a lot like music you have a lot of people using other people's sounds yeah you got a lot of beef you got a lot of disagreements in the industry and and, and, it, and it is what it is you know yeah. and, the, and the public's gonna think that they know the story but but they don't you know, and, and you know, a lot of the talk is good for sales, as we've seen with some 
pre- with some recent beef that's happened this week, yeah. you know, between two big seed companies. It fucking is it great for their sales, but at the same time, it also like th- that level of being you know involved in in that kind of drama. It's good for sales, but at the same time, people don't know the real story behind the lines. Yeah. You know, because a lot of this stuff, once upon a motherfucking time, seed breeding was illegal. Yeah. And the people that really put their balls in the line were doing big numbers in places where they weren't supposed to be doing big numbers. And so a lot of this, a lot of this information that people are putting people on blast, it, it's, it's not information for the public. These are things that the public should know. This is street business. Mm-hmm. This all comes from street business. Just because we're illegal right now mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everything is automatically not street business. Yeah, of course. You know, so oh, no, there's and, rules and, to follow. And, and it's funny. Things, how, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's just funny how quickly people um, kind of forgot that. And they see that here in Colorado, same thing where... You uh, used to die back in the day you put someone on blast. Yeah. You get I, fucking buried. <laughs> right. It's not like that anymore, but that's, that used to be the circumstances that I'm used to. Uh-huh. You know, that was humbling. You have to do the right thing or you're not breathing no more. You lost that privilege. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, and I think a lot of it yeah. came down to... Uh, People paving the way for other people, and it's like they forget how like how easy it is once you got what you got. But how did you get it? You know what I mean. And a lot of times, there was, you know, like you said, blood, sweat, and tears kind of going into everything. And some of and sometimes it was, uh, you know, now it now it's also funny too because like now if somebody's just managed to hold on to something for longer than ten ten years or so, it's like magically in their mind. It's you know, and it is in a way theirs too because they've they've their friends have totally fucked up and lost it every single time because they just didn't pay again, didn't do a good job. Yeah. Pay attention. They go, hey, you got that? You got that thing again? And like, yeah. And then they give it to them. But then at a certain point, you've given it out like back to twenty people, and you're like, and then those twenty people like kind of take you for granted that you're going to have it forever. And then at a certain point, if you do tend to lose it, which sometimes happens, also, uh, and then you you know then you got to go search for it again. And like we always say, everybody's like, then all of a sudden they see the you see the gears working on the wrong way if people are assholes because they'll just be like oh so leo doesn't have that anymore okay well now leo can give me ten thousand dollars if you want know, i've had that before people try to hold your shit ransom or something and you're just like okay really whatever you know like at that point you're not even gonna and, and that happens it happens you know? all the time yeah i know and, and that happens and it's it's really on the person who receives that information mm-hmm. or that kind of situation or how he deals with it you know i think it says a lot about that person who how he deals with it approaches it. Well, it's weird because back in the day, a lot yeah. of a lot of people paid a lot, and I used to just be like, "What?" And it's like, I don't know. It was weird. It's like I lived in Amsterdam, so I always felt like, like this, you know, well, here I am in the land of plenty. Why would I go and you know spend a lot of money on clones? Most of the time, it just kind of happens. People just show up. Like here, come off a plane, they reach down their pants, they pull out a clone, they go, "I got this," as, and you go like, "Holy shit, what's that?" You know, and then it happens on a, on a regular. So. Um, yeah, happens. Mistakes happen too. <laughs> well, yeah, and then there's always a backstory to everything. And then there's always a backstory to like you find out later, like, oh, so that guy used to work for that guy, and then he like stole a clone and got on a plane and went to Amsterdam and thought he was going to be rich, and then he figured out nobody wanted it because they were just like, what? I don't want that fucking thing. And then it's very hard to find that <laughs> you know that right guy, and then you find the right guy, and then they have some drama, and that's like you know the classic story happened there all the time. So when that happened, you didn't have to. Uh, you know, you didn't have to like go out and spend a lot of money, but other people would be like, "Yes, I'll give you ten thousand for that." You know, because once they figured out that that's you know that they were that you did need to bring in some new new juice there once in a while, and I'd be like, "What? You got like ten thousand for that? Like, holy shit!" You know, and they, yeah, yeah, here you go, you can have one too. You know, and I'd be like, "Okay, cool." So I, I get one for free. That guy just paid ten thousand for the same thing. You know, and it just shows yeah, you, know, right? <laughs> and it just shows you the kind of like the Adam's privileged. 
Yeah, well, just because it was like... Shows a, your, it shows your privileged connections. Well, yeah, but it wasn't even that. It was just more like it shows you that there's always a guy ready to pay more. And, well, you put yourself in the right place. And there's really not going to be an exclusive because once it's a clone and it's out, it's out. You know, and that guy knew that too. Like, like for Trainwreck was a classic example, I think. I think Aryan paid like fucking 10 G's for that from really? a kid. And it was like, it's just a train wreck guy he brought over. His kid lived in Arcata. He brought it up. You know, it was kind of new, but it wasn't that new. You know, it was like pretty old. <laughs> so it was kind of like, oh, okay. It was okay. a good choice, though. It was a strong <laughs> choice. It was yeah. a strong choice. And he brought it, and then uh, he didn't sell him the real thing. And then he gave me the real one, and then he sold Aryan the fake thing. And it was really, really hilarious. I was like, oh, man, you can't do that. Like, oh, yeah, he told me that story. And then Aryan came that. out with his train wreck, and it was a berry flavored. Stupid didn't have anything to do with train wreck, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, wow, that's bad. That's hard to fuck up. You can smell a train wreck. Well, once you know it, like five generations away, yeah. you're like, whoa, what's that wreck in there? Exactly. <laughs> like, how exactly. do you know? It's exactly. in there. You don't see that? It's totally yeah. like uh It's such a unique strain. What's, it's like a Jack Harris type thing where it just saturate, touches it, and just ah, <laughs> like it. I haven't yeah. had train wreck in a while, man. We, train wreck was train wreck was really um, a, uh, just the the funny part was it just that I wouldn't want to breed with it too much because of the herminess too. It had like that little hermy hermy quality in itself. Art. It seemed like, like it art. was bred like, a lot, it, and it was it was well, strong just all, though. All it just like it always had bananas. There was no way around it. You it know did. What I mean? So it did. And if you crossed with it anything that all, all you just sometimes you'd get these like cluster bomb fucked up weird mutant things and i'd be like all right i'm, not, I'm done with that you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> this that's thing, unfortunate this, this thing is weird it's got a lot of recessive uh, bizarre things going on in there um what's the hot what's what do you been what's your big uh the a train though i know you guys were i know you guys oh, shut the hell but up i'm telling you that a train was that red, <laughs> i like the a train i like the a train that is i almost forgot about that till we're now. actually working on some a train this year are you? We had a buddy that recently got out of jail, mm-hmm. and um, you know to pay some, you know, like uh, pay some of their bills. He's like, "Yo, will you sell our seeds with me?" And I'm like, "Yo, let's collab." Uh-huh. Like you're an OG. Looks like you got, and it's the real train wreck seeds. When you, he had like, they handed me like probably four thousand of seeds in like Tupperware that uh-huh. was buried for a while, right? In, uh, in like huge bags of rice that were in like uh, fucking turkey, like uh, big pickle barrels. And I look at these seeds. And they're the smallest fucking seeds ever. You know how, like, the old school train wreck would never get those big calyxes? Yeah, always small It would seeds. just kind of dense up almost like and, a fucking old Hindu would. They're like not very pretty seeds Hindu either. Too early. They don't make pretty seeds yeah, either. That's the other thing. It's a shitty... It's a, it's hell a, no. It's like the <laughs> ugly... It's like literally the ugly seed ugly seed maker. There was yeah. not a... Yeah. It's because of the shape of the calyxes, yeah. too. If you think about it, those plants were really, like... There were not strong phenos on the A-Train that I popped, either. There were only, there were like, one or two that were, you know, all right, but that... I'm not trying to shit now, on now you. Now what are you talking about? Now you're trying to bring you. down the A-Train? But that... Oh, he's trying to derail it. The selection it. was don't good, but, like... Don't derail my A-Train, bro. Man. <laughs> I don't know if it was you. because of that. Don't make me tase you. I don't know if it's because of what you're saying about the train wreck <laughs> or what else, but... No, but train wreck is a kind of a fucking not... They did not, not look sturdy. Good. It's not as sturdy... It's a weird plant. And the whole thing is is that when when you grew it and you went in your room, you're like, yeah, that's a mess, dude. Like, you just couldn't never keep them. They were like, fucking huge. They would just flop over and it yeah. was like, oh, whatever. You know, like, it was not, they're almost impossible to, to, to screen them right. The spacing they, between the nodes leaners, was so they're leaners. heavy. It was so fu- dude. They're heavy leaners. <laughs> they shot. I did like that. That the, I was, you were about ready to say it. That what? it sort of to me was a red wine vinaigrette. That the fino that I had. I, I loved know. it. I say it, it every the, time. It was famous. Tim Martin's famous red wine vinaigrette. I, did. I wish I would have kept that fino gone forever. I mean, yeah. I may not th- thought the same thing of it today, but I enjoyed it at the time. It was one of my favorite. 
It was a, such a unique See, that's flavor. Like a Leo, that's like a Leo style thing, a red wine flavor. You're like, yeah, that's, I like that red wine flavor. Cause I was like, oh shit, vinaigrette. All right. <laughs> with the balsamic perps. All right. Uh-huh. It did. It was kind of, it was strange. This, that train wreck in the cross mm. gave it a, just a weird mm. flavor taste to it. And the, the extract was, it was the same way. It just had a unique flavor I get, to it. I get that vinegar, you know, like that sharpness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, that stinging sharpness that usually comes out of train wreck crosses. That's what you pick out. It's kind of like, that shame, it's not as sharp with Jack. And it had dulled it a little bit in this. brightness when you could smell Jack in a cross. Yeah. You know? Jack's that, always, yeah, like it's, it's a high, it's, it's, a, it's a, like, literally, if you could see it, if you could see the smell, it'd be the top of the smell point, where it just goes like, ding, and yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack, yeah. Jack. Damn, that's really pointing out and, there. And then there'll be some <laughs> lemon, there'll be some lemon back end to that or not, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, where you're like, okay, this one. And that was the thing that, it was kind of lame because, uh, kind of crosses into the amnesia european amnesia flavor zone which also like if you looked at them as uh, circles on top of each other they'd be really heavily covering each other and it was also like um super silver haze got lost into that shuffle too where it was like there was a distinctive yeah. time, there was a distinctive time period where it was totally unique and you were like wow that's really nice yeah. that's yeah. awesome and then within five years Everything in Holland became very similar. Like those three strains. That's Super Silver Haze. Super Silver, yeah, Amnesia, yeah. and Jack. All it's still were a great like, strain, though. Kind of overlapped too hard, and you were like, oh no, now I'm never going to. It almost it starts to get stuck together further and further to the point where you can almost, like, kind of like hard to tell. Like, you remember how popular Super Silver Haze was here in Colorado, and now. Can't find it. Yeah, it's like, I don't really. See, I mean, it's probably out there still, but it's just not as. You couldn't pay someone to buy that shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good smoke, though. I do. I it, it is. Usually, if my homies grow super silver, or super lemon, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, man, ounce for ounces, man. Let's. I need some. I need some headstash. I'm a sativa's guy. Right. You know, I like that flavor, but it's hard to get. The, the general market doesn't want to buy it unless they really know about it or yeah. they have that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I'm a, nostalgic about it because, like, when I was like. You know, when I first got kicked out of the army, and you know, I was spending a lot of time in Amsterdam collecting seeds before I flew back to Cali. Um, you know, I, I was the, the first weed I smoked when I got out of the army was fucking super silver haze, and then it was a super lemon haze. And so, like, I'm nostalgic about. It. I think uh-huh. people that also visited Amsterdam or was in, you know, the cannabis game back in the day, that super you know, lemon has, like that kind of affinity sure. for those fav- flavors because it takes you back to a time that's gone. You know, that's what it reminds me of. And it gives you a high that you really can't get from a lot of your contemporary fuel strains that you have out there. I mean, strains are getting fired. There's all these new seed companies come online putting out the fucking flame. But there's something about those old school hazes. It's like, I really, I've always believed for years that after the market legalizes and stabilizes and people, you know, smoke a lot of cannabis, even after all these years, I only, I usually only breed and release fuel. But at the same time, I breed for my own self, my own head. That's sativas. I love sativas. People, people in Europe love being high. They love being active. You know, there's a different demographic. Yeah, they want to the smoke all day. Like they want, they hard narcotic weed. Yeah, they literally want to have a joint in their hand all day. Yeah, it's day. a different culture like, all, all day, day too. Yeah. Yes. I love that, you know. And I think people that try hazes that, that, that come to Europe and visit with us, that have it, they're like, man, that's amazing. Like, I could... You know, I'm not couch locked. I feel like doing shit all day. So the people that are really active, I think that's why sour has been so strong on the East Coast for a long time. It's the only thing where you can really smoke in, in a market where it's hard to find good weed. You get you cop some sour. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a pretty nice heady high, and it was dank. And yeah. You were fucked up, but you were still functional. Right, <laughs> and and I think uh, the well, the thing about good good sativas is, is like you actually are 
especially the first couple times you smoke them, you're not functional at all. Like there's zero functioning going on. You're like literally in your own head, kind of like, holy shit, like forgot weed was strong. You know, you got like, I think you have to like, you know, oh, kind of have a high school high, we would call that. You know what I mean? You literally like maybe got to walk out of the, the giggles. Room. Gotta, well, either that or you got to walk out of the room and kind of like, compose yourself for a second and come back and be like okay that was weird that was a bit weird i don't normally get that you know what i mean but um kind of creepy it's not the most pleasant of highs a lot of times because it's hitting all those bells and whistles that first time or something like that but then after a while you can you're you know you you kind of smoke other people out and they get that same you get into that same zone i always had that with sage i had that with a lot of strains like that that were like they were just my daily smoker but for people the first time it was like weird because they got yeah. They got high, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, I'm high. Like, oh, this is weird, you know, because they've smoked yeah. some other weed for, you know, and everybody's pretty used to a lot of the the diesel and the gassy shit, and everybody's kind of on the same tip. They were saying something in the chat, too. Wasn't it the, it wasn't going back to train wreck? Isn't it high in CBD, too? It's, like, super high in CBD. I think, uh, now that I go back to them mentioning, I think the test, uh, when it comes back, is, like, one of the... Well, we had Steve Tuck on the show Crazy the high numbers. He would be the man. Yeah. He was... You ever meet? You ever meet Steve? Yeah, I won't, I won't even begin to touch that. Yeah, I got another no, question from no, the chat no. too. Whenever you're ready, Steve's pretty pretty awesome. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's uh, he was living in Canada. He's been he's back now, but he was one of those guys who just was like uh, real good grower. Moved in, he, they, uh, but he got like you know uh, pulled out of his hotel, out of his hospital in the middle of an operation or in pre-op, pretty much. Uh, with tubes hanging out of him and stuff, with DEA like loading him in a fucking van, throwing, driving him to the border, Damn. driving him to the border to fucking hand him over to the to the fucking uh, Americans or whatever. And he was like, you know, had been living in Canada for X amount of years. It was just a classic thing. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? And but that guy was part of the stabilizing, taking the train wreck and, and just trying to stabilize it. And, and uh, you know, he was just saying it was like a you'd look at it wrong and it would hurt me. You know, it was like, ah, this thing is a fucking nightmare, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hermy, Hermy, Hermy. But CBD, I can see, I mean, I don't know. Per- it's fast. It's only like four, the I mean. purple train wrecks were solid, though, back in the day. Uh-huh. When people started putting the Urkel, the, the train wreck pollen on the Urkel clone. Right. You know, because Urkel, Urkel tends to breed true somewhat, you know, so it's like a lot of people, at least my OG and his people on the hill we were at, you know, a lot of people ran, you know, this is like seven you know, no, about eight, eight, nine years ago when people were still running like the purple train wreck on the hill. Now, do you think they and were, it was like hella consistent, you know, it's like something in the Urkel really, really uh, balanced everything out. You know, everything was like kind of like these purple hueish donkey dicks that would just kind of lean over, like lean real hard at the end of the harvest. Did you, did they take the pollen from the, from the male flowers at the end of the train wreck cycle or did they actually like flip them and turn them, like, do they go and reverse them? Yeah, I got to ask the guy that made the seeds yeah. on those. Just because, I mean, I'm sure if you took, yeah. I mean, if the pollen was viable and you did take it from those late, late, because, I mean, when, I mean, like you said, there's a lot. I mean, you could definitely pull, like, 20, 30, 40, 50 flowers off of every little, off of every plant, I'm sure, if you, like, yeah. let it stress. Yeah, I remember that pure train wreck would do that. Just let it stress a little long, you know, go, like, and let it go, like, 10 weeks or something, because it's so, it's done at seven. So, I mean, if you let it go an extra two, three weeks, it'll throw out a million male yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah. And you could probably harvest enough pollen from that to fucking produce enough seed to get, you know, some interesting things, but you, I don't the train wreck you could then you, you would get some real cons- then too. you would get some real consistent stuff you know uh, out of the gate but 
um, quote unquote multi yeah. harvest. I don't think I'd it, rather try to STS it nowadays. Yeah, and I, try that experiment. But I yeah, could, yeah, I could imagine that would be uh, an easy plant to flip, though, if it's already got that you know tendency like that. It'll just be. Uh, it's probably not that hard compared. And that's and that is the. It's one of the reasons I never kept it around, just because it was like it's like when you have a male that fucking is awesome, but it flowers after you doesn't matter at a certain point you can't stop it flowering, you know. And those yeah, it doesn't it, yeah, it doesn't give a fuck. It just yeah. <laughs> you're like, come on, man, right. I'm putting you on 24 hours of light. Yeah. I got you. Know, I'm really? trying to do everything possible. It happens all the time. You know? Really, really, that's cool. I mean, that's interesting. I didn't know. Sir, I mean, I knew that, but <laughs> yeah, males seem to do that a lot. They're just like, fuck it. You know, fuck it. I bet and I'm not the like, only one listening that didn't know that. And then you're like, all right. You gotta I do what I want. You got to go. You got to go. That sucks. That is a pain in the ass. Well, because you can't that really does. keep those around. Yeah, those are like not suck. keepers in the end. And you're like, well, you've just shown your balls Damn. too much now. You know, I'm trying to keep them, keep your, keep your, spent keep your balls in your pants, plant, you know, and then you're walking in your bedroom and there's a fucking plant just, just like a pollen. dude. It's not good. Spent and done. I got a question from the English cut. He says, can you ask Leo how you compare the rosé speciality to the forbidden candy since they're both Skittles crosses? Yeah, we use two different males. So there was two Skittles plants um, in that particular patch where um, we really liked the expression uh, from that from that last cross. And, and uh, so the rosé was made with the ab- with the male that made the magnum opus. It was the back cross royal fish male um, that I got in that. Um, it was about like an F10, you know, F10 uh, mm-hmm. by the time I crossed it um, into it. And then the wow. uh, the forbidden fruit was the one that was I thought. I thought it was an Afghani royal until I recently met one of Mandelbrot's, um, someone that he knew way back in the day, um, where Mandelbrot would go up on the mountain back in the day, up on Spyrock and, and top some genetics, like way back in you know, early 2000s. And, um, you know, this thing I was working with for years, I thought was like an Afghani or a Pakistani. Mm-hmm. It was actually a rockbud. They called it Spyrock Rockbud. Hmm. And that was what's crossing the royals. Because we always, because ever since, we were playing with the seeds since like 2013. We had the one that was like pure royal, and then we had a male that had like that leaned hard to the Afghani style. That was like the royal by Afghani. There's the royal back cross to the Afghani, and then we learned from the old boy and uh, the guy that grew up on. He grew up on Iron Peak his whole life, and, and he told me he's like, yeah, that was our Afghani. That was a rock bud. So we we recently learned two weeks ago, like literally two three weeks ago, that there was a correction to our library. And so that's what went so, into when you um, say rock the forbidden bud. candy, and that's why these. When you say rock, bud, you know, there's a story about, back in the day you, that says, "Yeah, you're not Soma's talking about rock bud." They said that Soma came up uh, to Mendocino, and that's where he copped the rock bud back in the day because he was from Oregon way uh, back when. Yeah, of course. And that's you know, and a lot of most. these, a lot of the Spyrock strains migrated both north and south to a lot of these seed companies that made its way to Europe. Right. So, so the rock bud know, came from him he, and went to Soma. That's that's what I was. No, wondering. well, it didn't come from him. It came from that community up on Spyrock, right, right. around there for a while. And they think that also they think you know this one guy that you know uh, thinks he's not too sure, but he thinks that probably you know because Spyrock was the same area where Tom Hill was working too back in the day when he made a deep chunk. Yeah, when 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 he was fucking pushing thousands like a cowboy yeah. just to find that badass deep chunk. And so because like a lot of those lines where he originally where he originally worked with the the deep chunk was originally from. Um, the old monkey ball or the blue and red mm-hmm. Hindu that came to Sparrock right. via a few people that was traveling in that area in Pakistan, Afghanistan back in the early 70s and they brought it back. So, 
you know, we, we try to find the provenance, but really, you know, it's still, it's, it's still, you know, word of mouth, you know, we're going to rely on genetic testing to kind of confirm, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what the story has been over the years. So, you know, that's the cool thing about genetic testing, you know, should we test it or, or shouldn't we, you know? Mm. So, but it's cool to at least know the story of where everything comes from. You know, we at least try to like ask people in the neighborhood, yo, it was the farthest you could fucking reach back where you got this genetic, you know? Uh-huh. And like, you know, for the re- you get to talk to people that have been, well, I've been working this one for like 20 years or, you know, or, you know, or, or this Afghani cross for 20 years or this bubblegum cross for a long time for like 15, 18 years. And they tend to do this thing. So I get to meet with these guys and not only learn the history, but like, really hear the history of how this plant's performed over the last few years and how, how it's either adapted or they've inbred it or, yeah. they've, or they've crossed it out into something else. It's really cool. Right. Well, I, like it's like a friend of mine uh, was brought a bunch of uh, Northern Light strains from, from uh, Seattle when he came out to Amsterdam. And, you know, Neville had some, they had already, he'd met with Neville when he was in America and they'd kind of traded in genetics and stuff. So there was some of that stuff was already there. And, uh, I think it was the you were you were talking about silver pearl earlier. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah. one of the strains that was like hadn't arrived in uh, Europe yet. Neville had it in seed form. He'd given it to people in America and kind of traded back and forth. And so um, my, since my friend brought a cutout, it was like kind of tripped out Sensi because I was working at Sensi at the time, and Sensi was like, "How can you have the stuff that we just got from Neville himself in seed form and you have it as a, you know, it was like one of those like anomalies in their mind. And it was like, well, like a friend of mine brought the cut from America. He got the, from fucking Neville. It's crazy how small it seemed. And it was like that, that kind of, you know, circular stuff happens all the time where you're just like, uh, you realize that the weed world is really small. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I mean, it's now, it's huge now as far as like, numbers of places yeah. that are joining the ranks but for the most part when you go back and especially where you guys are at and when the regions that were tradition more traditionally grown the forums weed, the in-person meets the, that's yeah. a, the, the small little circles they were oh, for sure it was just such a small small community well, well because the thing is like it's uh you know a lot of people just want to smoke weed they don't want to grow weed they don't want to talk about weed like yeah. like you know how many relationships were over because you just talked about weed all the time like weed weed you know, like when i lived in holland all my, all my girlfriends were always just like you really like weed and i was like oh my god yeah then she's like they're like you're so lame you know what i mean like it was just such a not cool thing over there i've definitely been told a few times do you talk yeah. about anything else yeah exactly <laughs> you're like exactly. you're like you're like get, yeah. well <laughs> yeah and then you're just like can't help it you slide right back in but I mean, the like, thing well, is it's my life man it's part of it's part of uh, well especially when you're growing and you're talking with other growers and you get all excited because back in the day you hardly ever got to do that you know what I mean and now it's less and less um, and it's funny because you'll go out and you almost like it's kind of like being a car guy where you're just like, oh, God, don't talk about weed, please. It's either like now we're almost, we're, we're almost at that saturation point where we, we do have to – now we have to talk. You know, you create your own little yeah. – whatever you don't like, whatever you think is the greatest thing in the world, you're going to end up getting stuck doing forever. And that's why I think we all pick this medium. We're like, well, if there's going to be anything, it's going to be weed. You know what I mean? That's good for the longest time. You know, if you pick something wrong thing, you're stuck in, like, owning a bar is like a bad commitment. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have a bar (laughs) where everybody gets drunk. Same story. And tells miserable stories. And I'm going to get really fat and I'm fucking unhealthy and I'll die young and probably broke. No offense to anybody that owns a bar. Nothing good about that. You know, or you just don't drink, you own the bar and you never go there. You know what I mean? You're just like, fuck that. 
you know, that's the only way you'll make money with it. But the minute you're involved, and with weed, it's very similar too, where you know you you'll make money, but the reality is it's more lifestyle orientated, and you're trying to shepherd strains and and keep seeds rolling and generations of work together. It's a it's its own challenges, you know. Um, you uh, how's yeah. how's it working with Frenchie and stuff and his projects? I mean, his stuff's really taken off to the. He's busy like a bad man. To the between, next level, right? Between his workshops and, and building his lab in Oakland. You know, uh-huh. he teamed up with actually one of the permit holders that um, was the flagship of Oakland for the permit holder that was one of the felons that was able to get a permit in Oakland. Huh. And so that was that's really cool. Yeah. Excuse me? No, yeah. I, yeah, that's awesome. So that's, yeah, so he's been, he's been busy, but, you know, uh, he's have also what's weird is He's never had a problem finding material. Usually people are, like, loading cannons and, like, shooting him material and, like, fucking trying to bring him a dump truck of fucking material. Now, since it's legal, you know, I got Frenchie calling me. He's like, hey, um, I, need a, I need to be connected to more permitted farms. Right. Kind of dry right now. Kind of have, yeah, you know, it's, there's, only, there's only so many permitted farms, uh-huh. you know, uh, on the market right now, and a lot of people that you know knew this was coming took advantage of it, and they they bought a lot of pounds at really cheap prices. So you know, as far as permitted pounds, the price is you know somewhat stable. You could kind of get, I mean, you could still get anywhere from like fourteen to fifteen. Some of the people I'm here, you know, on the wholesale ticket for turkey bags. But as far as like Frenchie and his position, where he's not trying to buy turkey bags, you know, as far as you know the retail, and he's trying to like spin them into hash. So he's trying to find like yeah. untrimmed pounds too from permitted farms, where like at this time. You know, either guys, you know, are they're, they're starting to plant their winter harvest or, mm-hmm. you know, most of their crops already gone or it's illegal. We can't buy it. I know. It's, that's, yeah, so, that, the tap has know. been uh, cut, cut off there, which is and that. And that is the uh, the ugly side of regulations where it's like all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the owner can't even get his own weed at his own place because it's so regulated. You're like, ah, oh, you know, you don't have your thing with you when it can't serve you. You're like, what? I'm, what are you talking about? I own the place. You're like, yeah, well, show me your ID. You know, it's like, come on. Like, it gets to that point. You know, I can't. I'm on camera, bro. If they see oh, me, with, wow. If they see me without an ID, no, it's true. I mean, it's true. It's you weird. can't. I mean, yeah, you have to like be. You have so, to do it properly. You can't just walk in the place, grab the weed, walk out. So like, I I have like my, my guys go like, I got a whole bunch of stuff I want you to try. But I forgot my thing. I can't go in there and get it. I'd be like, "What? Wait a minute! You're telling me you can't go into your own shop and pick up weed and just what? No, no, dude, that's so <laughs> so wrong. Because he's up in Boulder, and Boulder's super duper anal. Like Bo- Boulder's more anal than here. And that's where point. yeah, that's where Green Dot Labs is. Yeah, if they have a special manifest for Boulder alone. Boulder Manifest. Yeah, they have to give the, yeah, Boulder wants to know everything that's traveling through Boulder. You how have many, to manifest every gram. How many yoga pants will you see on the way? Is, is a that lot part of, of yoga pants. They're like, all right, Mark, how many <laughs> yoga pants you saw on your last trip? We need to keep, keep an eye. That's Make a sure. job I could take. Yeah. I would have, I'd, I'd yeah. be okay with that. I know, Tim would be Giggity. like, I got, I got, I got, we, have to, yeah. we need to create an app to track that. that <laughs> yoga pants app? Yeah, we can Let's just, talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah yogabutt.com. Yeah, yeah. I use yeah, hop on yoga butt and you now can see what's in your area. <laughs> <laughs> spandex, spandex radar. Like, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. Those are really hitting right now. Yeah, that, that, every female listening is cringing. Yeah, cringing. <laughs> my, my wife is cringing. Oh, yeah, oh my god, you're saying horrible idea. Oh, I, I apologize. So bad. You can't say anything oh, yeah. now. I'm sorry. It'd be for dudes too. 
Yeah. Yeah, yoga dudes. Yoga dudes. It's, you can push the yoga dude button, and yoga that's dude. like very slim. It'll be like one beep for every 200 beeps of the chicks. All the right, chicks I'm page. done thinking about the yoga dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, Frenchie's definitely. Uh, how's his machine, though? That's what I was wondering, because his machine's over little over the top sometimes i'm like holy is he selling a lot of those or is he able to produce it and keep up with that is that because that seems like a like a pretty high-end production uh product it it is and when people when people hear the price you know when i first heard the price i was like damn uh, even you were you know like, but um what, what helped me understand that is like you know um you know the, one of the reasons i got into cannabis when i was when i was a teenager is it was the fuel of my, my car obsession you know, so like, you know, before I got into cannabis, before I was in the army, I was building race cars in Japan. And so I had a lot of, you know, I've, you know, I studied under people gaining fabrication skills. When I looked at French's machine, like he had world-class fabricators make that shit. You know, right. I showed it to some of my car buddies that are engine builders, uh-huh. you know, and chassis builders for like cart, cart chassis. And they go, damn, that's a clean job. And so like, that's really like he, he yeah. fell into a position where he, you know, these dudes were just trying to make them the highest quality product possible. You know, what's cool about it is like when you look at like people are like, damn, 30, 30 for a machine. But when yeah. you look at how much one load, you know, you could, that machine pays for itself with one load. Right. You know, one load of hash, depending on your market. You know, but what's cool about that, I got to see Frenchie design that thing literally from scratch, going from the point where he was just, you know, bullshitting the idea with Delta separations uh-huh. and then when they was actually putting it on paper and then when they made, then when they made the, the first prototype, <clears throat> then, you know, that already changed the game where he was able to have a stainless steel washing machine that you could clean that could be FDA approved. Yeah. You know, it could, it could be approved for food safety, you know, so, you know, it's the only, you know, washing machine currently on the market that that's built like that, you know, there's going to be more to come, you know, like stainless steel, AJ you know, but what, what's cool about his, yeah, we yeah. had a, we had a we had a famous. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love AJ. Local local deal here, where a guy who was like you know running his little he had his MIPS going and stuff and making food products, and he got fucking dinged. making water hash. He got dinged because they was like and, and and then they showed didn't they show photos and it was just yeah. like it was bad. It was like one of those things it was where a dirty washing it's machine. Like, oh, dude, you can't be making. I mean, even like, if it was all hash, it and was dirt. It was bad. It was just it was one bad. of those things because you know how people get. And I, I've seen the opposite. I've seen like um, I've seen some crazy shit that I've seen Gato, who's a famous who? uh, Gato from Colombia. He's a famous grower. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had washing machines in the middle of the fucking jungle that were spotless. Yeah. Like he literally carried them on donkeys up the fucking mountain, <laughs> and those things came without a single oh, without a single scratch on them. They were like in the middle of the jungle, running on <laughs> generators, and they were just banging out and hashing these fucking things. And I was just like. Those things look cleaner than most of my friends in their house who just are so lazy they don't want to fucking deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he managed to get them up on donkeys and didn't even scratch them. I was like, holy fuck, dude. Those are awesome. That was a bad look at a bad time, too, where like regulations were really coming together and you didn't want to see you know, a dirty washing machine with people talking about, you know, you're consuming this on the front page. You know, that's nah. Yeah, it was a bad look. It was, it was a bad, bad look. It was a bad look. But uh, in general, the um, stainless washing machine thing, I've, I've always, idea. I've always uh, been waiting for that kind of fill that yeah. gap because it's like there's there is no other real alternative except I have seen some small small portable ones I thought that were stainless at one point that were like but they were too tiny you know that was the only thing they were like a travel travel deals um, which is kind of the funny thing like when it comes to making hash you want the worst 
quality washing machine possible, and that makes the best hash. Like, if it's too good, it fucks everything. Like, it's too much. <laughs> it's you know too I mean? smooth. You don't want it to be all smooth and fucking hyper speed. And it's got to have a jerk Spin the, the shit out, because it'd be like all the shit would just freeze in place. You know what I mean? You want it to be a real jagged, jiggity, jiggity bang. You know, kind of like, you know, that's the perfect one. Like, oh, yeah, it's got this... Terrible rhythm. It is crazy when you have you have to think about washing machines when it starts spinning. There, there's the chance like if it's a bad, it, it, the water just starts to stand still. It's yeah, stagnant. After exactly. That. You got like you're spinning like a just it, everything. All your d- stuff is spinning in a circle, which isn't the idea. You know what I mean? You're trying crazy. to like agitate properly. Um, yeah, it's nice to see at least like uh, Frenchie's got the. He's like one of the few people who's producing hash that kind of connects us with. A real hash compared to turning everything into into oil or you know occasionally some good bubble hash, but even that's sort of people don't even think of of hash as being water as that hash anymore. That's not you know when you say hash, you think you know live resin sauces, all that stuff. You know, yeah, it's a uh, it's rare to find yeah, real yeah, hash. I guess, that's, I guess that's like a consequence of the culture. You know, it's like I yeah. remember hash because <clears throat> I didn't move to the states till I was twenty. You know, I was living in Japan till I was like nineteen. So when I first smoked weed, it wasn't even weed. It was hash. You know, it was the Moroccan hash because it was the easiest thing to get onto the fucking yeah. island, you know, in, in a place that's like it's already hyper-regulated. They have, like, no... There's, yeah. like, there's no fucking, you know, uh, what, what's, uh, what's, flexibility for what drugs city in were you, what city were you, What city were you living in? Yokohama. Uh-huh. Like, right below Kawasaki. So it's, like, Tokyo's at the north. Kawasaki's right below that. Uh-huh. You know, and then Yokohama's below that. And it's kind of part of, like, the mega megapolis. You know, but Japan's got a huge-ass rasta culture, so you, it's easy to find hash. It's hard to find flour. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. one. Of, it's definitely one of those places your parent... I was there once, and I was like... Dude, I would... I, would, I, I didn't know. have any weed when I first got there, and then my friend's a DJ there, so he, like, linked me up after, like, three days, and... When I got the weed, I was so jonesing. I really wanted weed. Oh, I, I want weed. Imagine. I want weed. I want weed. And then like <laughs> he, threw, he threw. No, he had some really good weed because he's a good. He's like a drum and bass DJ, so oh. he knew it was up. He gave oh, me some super, oh, right super dank, like real dank weed, right? But the, that was the problem. As I was in like one of those hyper tiny. You're like, oh God, I don't want to get busted for like, this. Hyper tiny weird rooms in the fucking hotels, which are like you know 80th floor in this tiny little room with one little ventilation thing in the bathroom. And I was so stupid, I rolled a joint and I went in the bathroom and I smoked it and got all fucking like literally for the first time in my life like super paranoid about like like I was like oh I'm so high <laughs> right now. This? How many people around? And the building was like rocking because oh my was, god I was so high up. I was like I could tell that the building was moving. You could and feel I, it. I was like oh shit, dude. I have, like I got, but it, was, but it was interesting because like Japan when you're high is such an awesome feeling when you're out cruising around. I bet because you're like this place is weird as fuck. And it was like my it was my third day there, and I went out to that electronic spot where you buy all the shit, and I was like, yeah, Akihabara. Oh, that yeah. sounds so amazing, man. And I was I like love walking it. around. These, I felt like you're in Blade Runner or something because you're just walking around like like little electronic bullshit things. And I, I bought all this bullshit that totally didn't work when I got home. It was like the classic, you know, like, I need the... the oh, you needed the, the conversion. The power conversion wasn't right. Just, yeah, it just was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, like, you need a power like the code. The region code wouldn't work for your electronic, yeah. I mean, it would. I can't imagine... I was buying yeah, phone... fake DVDs work. Yeah. I was buying phone jammers and all sorts of shit. Like, I need a phone jammer for my space, you know what I mean? And then it just didn't do shit. I mean, smuggling, smuggling hash, obviously, I mean, ten times easier than trying to get flour into it was, anywhere. It was and like that's, 50 bucks a gram there, right, for weed? Really? Yeah, about. 
Uh, when I was growing up, yeah, it was between it fifty and seventy. Fifty and seventy for a gram of hash or a gram yeah, of flour. And then, and flour. then the wholesale people were getting wholesale Mexican brick for fifteen a gram. Wow. And this is like back in like ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand one. Imagine Mexican that brick time. and fucking that's crazy. <laughs> Paying those prices for that. I mean, if you got to pay it, it's so bad. You got to pay. It. I'm probably gonna see. It would take me a it's second flu- to get used flu. to it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the crazy thing is like they smoke a lot of weed. In China and Japan, man, a ton, a ton of weed. And being so regulated, you go out into these uh, the smaller uh, communities, the smaller towns, uh, especially in China, and they grow it. I mean, it's it's regularly grown and not really enforced and and traded. And uh, it's an interesting situation. But it would take me a minute to get used to it when I went. I would smoke, but I don't know if it would be a few days. Japan's funny too because they don't do anything like half-ass. They always go to the hilt with everything, you know. So it's always like you know, oh. Well, we're gonna smoke weed, then they all like they have to be like a Rasta too. They can't like, like oh we're Rastas now, we have to wear a Rasta, we're gonna be this, we're gonna look more Rasta than Rastas, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh we're Japanese, right? They take so it on true, yeah. and then and then they do the same with hip hop and they do the same with everything that they touch. It's always funny because they have to do to do like my friend was a uh my he was a roommate of mine and he, he was more American than me. This is back in like 80, 88 or something, 89. And I can, I'm looking at him and he's wearing Levi's, yeah, the Adidas, 90s. Hanes t-shirt, Marlboro pack rolled up on his sleeve, hair slicked back with fucking like hair gel, like <laughs> slicked back with Ray-Bans on. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, dude, you are like the quintessential with his uh, bomber jacket. I'm like, you're the quintessential like Marlboro kid with like Japanese. You know what I mean? Just the end of the, like, I had nothing to do with, you know, you could. Trying to tell I was American, maybe, but he, he had everything he, to the hilt. Uh, but Japan must have been pretty cool to uh, round out your culture, like as far as like comparatively to, I mean, as far as cars and stuff. That's a totally different. Uh, like all that culture now is 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 so normal here, but it wasn't at all for the longest time, right? I mean, that shit was like a different world. So. Yeah, it was like. I, yeah, I lived in a really weird part, though, because, like, we, we lived right on the edge of the red light district. So it's, like, down the hill when I would, like, go to school in the morning and take the train. It's like I missed the bus. Wow. I would take a train out and walk through the red light district. Right. And so it's, like, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends' fathers, you know, were into, like, you know, were into organized activities. So, uh-huh. you know, it was, like, the whole car culture and then kind of, like, the whole, like, you know, party culture with, like, the weed and stuff was, like, you know, it was kind of in the same neighborhood. Yeah. You know, because it was kind of like that same that same cut of people. You know, they're kind of rebellious people because, like, the car people are, are like, you know, it's, it's a huge car culture, but it's also a real outlaw, car, you know, outlaw mentality with the car culture. Like, dudes doing 200 miles an hour on the freeway, you know, then they bring their car back, you know, go to their neighborhood, and it's the same people smoking weed. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, that's cool. It's funny you guys mentioned the Rastas, you know, because if, if you picture anybody smoking weed, and he's Japanese, nine times out of ten, he's going to look like a Japanese Rasta. Like, cause there's so many, that's a, such a big movement over there. You know, that's when I first loved, fell in love with reggae, right. you know, cause reggae was so big in Japan when I was growing up. Hip hop and reggae was like the center of all life, you right. know, when I was growing up in Japan in like the nineties. So, and so it was like, you know, wherever you could find weed, you know, weed was so scarce. That's why people were willing to pay 7,000 yen, you know, 70 bucks a gram, yeah. you know, to get high, you know, but then the hash was cheaper. You know, if you could find the hash, it was like anywhere from like fifty dollars a gram. Did you? Like um, a gram did you ever go to the? Did you go through? Did you ever go to the hemp store that's in Tokyo? There's one that was there for a long time, for like fifteen years maybe, or some even longer. The one in Shibuya. Yeah, exactly. 
You've been to that one? Yeah. It's like it was up, part the, of that mall, upstairs, right? It's like upstairs. So. It's like upstairs. It. It's like upstairs in a little weird kind of spot. You have to go up to like a flight of stairs to the top to the, to the spot. Um, Were you there in the 90s? Yeah, it was late 90s, I believe, like 2000. Were they selling shrooms? Um, I think they were not the first time I went there, but I think later they were. But they were all behind the counter, and they, weren't, uh, they, they were behind yeah, the counter, yeah. and they wouldn't tell they you. They all stopped selling shrooms in like 2000, 2001. Yeah, I think. But up until then, it was hella legal to go into a head shop or the head shop and buy some shrooms. <laughs> they still had. Yeah, you, could, you used to be able to buy peyote plants back in the day too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny too because you would imagine like, you know. I mean, mushrooms in Japan must be awesome. I mean, that must be a real because uh, like it's it's almost too much if you're not ready for it, right? Because it. because if, if you don't know what's going to hit you <laughs> when it hits you, you better be somewhere chill. <laughs> and there's a lot of weird places, you, yeah. Because otherwise, if you're just like gonna go, any, <laughs> that's what I did like about there was that you there was so much going on that you couldn't see because of the way that the place was all designed. So like you'd be walking down the street, and then all of a sudden you someone would know where to go and you would go with them and you would go up an elevator and now you end up in the weirdest fucking spots because you'd be yeah. like, oh, shit, how did anybody even know this is here? And it's like, oh, you don't, nobody does know. You have to know this little one button. You know That's what I mean? Crazy. And they, yeah, you just have to know. You have to, yeah. And they survive. And so <coughs> so psychedelics and that kind of mentality is just too much almost Dude, to deal with because, you know, everything can change it wouldn't be in possible. one doorway away. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, shit, this is getting crazy. I would be farked, man. That would be Man, my, my buddy moved away when he was 12 and flew back to Japan when he was 19. We picked him up from Narita Airport and took him right to Rapungi to one of the head shops. And he was like, yo, guys, I've never done shrooms before. Let's do shrooms. And we're, like, in the middle of, like, Rapungi. It's, like, the club district. There's, like, yeah. more lights and clubs than you can shake a stick at. Uh-huh. And this dude starts tripping balls by the police. Like, it starts hitting him. We're, we're at this crosswalk and all these lights, and he just can't handle it, dude. He's freaking out, dude. And then, like, the Jap- the police are yelling at him in Japanese, and he's freaking out even more because he can't even understand it. <laughs> it's right. like, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was funny at the time. But, yeah. like, after the fact, we like we thought it was the funniest shit fucking ever, you know, because the dude was just straight tripping balls. And, like, the cops, you know, they thought he was, like, on alcohol or, or some kind of drugs. They mm-hmm. piss-tested him. Nothing was coming back. Right. <laughs> they fucking detained him. <laughs> Yeah, and on the, it's it, trippy. It's <laughs> too much over the sensory overload if you do shrooms in Tokyo. Yeah, you got to be a seasoned vet. My friend got caught doing graffiti there, and it was bad news. It was like he got fucking literally like he's a he's a DJ, and he was playing there, and he like went outside and just goes wasn't even like spray painting. He was just like magic marker on the back of a thing or something, and he got caught, and it was like whoa, it cost him so much money, and he they didn't give up. They they were not fucking around you know what i mean it was just like oh he's like yeah, yeah yo it's real bad he got out of there and he's like dude you never there. you do not want to fuck around with these guys when it comes to shit like that like any kind of vandalism or you know obviously drugs and stuff too but they, yeah it's like japan's the graffiti culture there is on point though yeah well i mean <laughs> I, and, and he was just a dumbass going out and doing something like right next to a club that was probably under camera or surveillance and stuff and you know but yeah, they they definitely when it comes to the urban culture, when it comes to like graffiti and things like that, they're on point. Yeah, for sure. Like I was, I was there. In, I think two thousand and two or something like that, maybe or something like that. Oh, what a knucklehead! <laughs> so what's uh, so what's on the agenda for uh, aficionado besides uh, the obvious 
projects? You got any other secret stuff up your sleeve? Or, I mean, we all do, but yeah, you know, we're um, we're in the process of working with uh, uh, with on a project with Royal Key Organics, who's doing the sauce up at Humboldt. He's like really doing some crazy sauce, and he's been getting a lot of our elite seeds. You know, like the seed selections we keep just for the family. We've been sharing with him. And he was the guy that saved our Kremlin Lake hut. You know, we had this, you know, we had this scare happen where we had to like clear our mom room out. So we had to clear this motherfucker out, and I leaked a bunch of cuts to like Sohum, Bruce, and a bunch yeah. of other people. And I remember on the some show, some of them died, and then Bruce ended up saving my ass. Yeah, that was on the fucking, show. You know, got the cut. Yeah, we met on the show. It, it, it was. It was <laughs> Yeah, that was on the. Uh, you guys actually like met on the on the air that time. Remember, because it was like kind of like he had just just gave you the thumbs up that he had it. It was like all right, because right after the, yeah, it, was, it, was right the, like, ah! it was on that episode. It was on an episode. It was on the um, it was on the uh, NorCal fire episode, basically. Uh, oh, that was sub. No, I still have his Pino. Oh, is it the Pino? Okay, sorry. The Pino yeah. Noir. That was, yeah, that was the other one. Okay, yeah, so, that was good. It was, Everybody, there you go. That shows you how it all comes around. You know what I mean? Like long, long term in the end. It's, yeah, it's small world. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you save that one. But, he saved that one. Yeah. So we've been working on just like breeding and selecting new elites, and so you know, you know, we kind of stepped away from like you know producing as much flowers as we've done the last few years. We've mainly been focused on flower production because we're growers before we're breeders. We just started making seeds just so we can, you know, maintain relevancy in the industry as like, you know, the, the trend for strain, you know, for strains change, you know. So, what you know, all we're doing now is kind of like what we've always wanted, but there's a huge process to do, which is just breed. You know, we, we're in the point where we could just breed and select and make seeds and then see how, you know, and kind of kind of play with the ways in which we're going to release our clones to the Cali market. So, because like. You know, we have a lot of this fire we're sitting on. We've been waiting to release for legalization and some products that we want to undertake. But at the same time, you know, a lot of our projects have been kind of coming to a standstill because, you know, we've been talking to lawyers and there's this huge rush to, to, to you know, trademark, you know, to get for genetics people to get your strain names trademarked and, you know, to kind of explore which ways I could protect my genetics. So, you know... You know, about time Emerald Cup came around, you know, our, our only focus was, you know, we, we, we still had the mom rooms going. We're going to cut them. You know, we're going to run more tests on some of the feminized seeds that, and regular seeds that we're producing. And um, But all that kind of got put on the back burner when we, when we saw how important it was to kind of, like, protect what we have and to kind of create that precedent just so we don't get fucked in the future, you know, by some big company that's going to come on and try to vacuum up people's genetics and patent people's genetics no. or steal them and put them in the CRISPR and alter them and then patent that because yeah. we see that coming. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of like, we thought we were going to be like this nursery where we, where we wanted to put out, you know, a large volume of clones to, to a number of farmers. And instead, you know, we felt that it was best to kind of segment our best to like the very few farms we've been close with over the years that we know we could trust and that we know put out fire. And so, hopefully we could, you know, release those strains into the market that way, you know, and, you know, cause it's, we're, we're just trying to figure it out. You know, yesterday we had a different plan than, than we have today, you know, as like all these regulations and the circumstances change, we have to kind of adapt what our plan's going to be. So it's like, it's changing daily, you know, like I, nothing would make me happier to say, this is where we're going. And this is, you know, this is our, you know, this is our destination. We know our destination, the proximity of our destination, but we don't know how to fucking get there right now. We're figuring it out. But we've done that for the last, you know, however long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have confidence in our team. 
can't just oh. hand them the king the keys to the kingdom, right? Like, here you go. No. Here you go, guys. No. Oh, what? They can't. I'm blocked. I can't use those. Oh no. You know that. No. And that is. I mean, that is the that is the uh, sort of unfortunate truth of like a lot of people who put so much out, uh, and you know, in a sense, everyone's got it, and it's it is a kind of race to whoever can go and pay the money to trademark it, and that'll be. I think at the end of the day, too, though, if you have sales that show that you've already done it, the things you've already made and, and actually made sales, even if it's not federally accepted, still is enough proof from what I've gathered from trademark lawyers and from people that have said, like, okay, well, that, that's enough of right there to show, you know, that you have already created a product, you know, that, that has worked. So I think you guys have that kind of covered, which is good. Yeah. It's just interesting to see how people are going to trademark their gear. You know, a lot, a lot of people... You know, I'm, I'm hearing some talks as people have said, you know, I'm going to trademark and sequence my gear and patent my gear, and I'm going to demand a royalty from everybody that, you know, that works with my gear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm cool with that. It's hard That's to... not something that we want to pursue because it's like, you know, I don't think, you know, let's say if the Cookie Fam had that same opportunity, they wouldn't be there to where they are today if they had, you know, if, if they have shrouded their genetics in secrecy and nothing leaked out. You know, because it, re- it literally took thousands and thousands of growers to all grow that cut and, and, to, and to sign off. Yeah, that's just fire. That cookies is different or that sherbet's different or that gelato is something different. You know, like that's like, you know, like and so it's kind of a wonder, like, you know, are these things necessary? We know we don't want to patent. You know, we know we want to trademark, but it's like, you know, we, we know we're also wondering because it's really just about connecting with the smoker. You know, so it's like, you know, this, this, mean, this fucking, you know, trademark and patenting shit hurts my head because like, to me, it's like music. I just want to fucking make music, yeah. you know, and I want well, to try to find I mean, the, the biggest way for people to connect with that. You know what I mean? And the biggest difference is that uh, different senses, right? So like if you're with music, it's kind of like it, it's a, it would hurt you every time you heard the song. So you would have to deal with it. With the names and the strains, if you, if you, if, if you push too hard, then just people will will wise up and realize that they don't have to call it what it is they can call it whatever the fuck they want and avoid all that bullshit but then it comes down to a genetic thing so then you have to chase people around because then yeah. you have to be like pretty sure that that's good. and it happened to me with sage so much because sage is kind of like one of those things where it just sits in a certain corner and like like if people don't know it they they the, a train wreck cross they'll be like is that a sage cross because it kind of has that same like sharpness in a sense and a little bit of a fresh sharp kind of vibe going on or whatever yeah and you'll be like and i'll be like and i'll be like no that's not but i I see where you're coming from because it's in that it's on that side of the fence at least you know what i mean but um and i think if you have to run around and chase that or get leads from people where they're like well actually it is your thing they just call it something else because they don't want to pay you any royalties that's just basically what's going to happen and like no one's going to like pay too much unless it's like fucking just because what will happen is word on the street is that's just that called that you know what i mean and at a certain point people don't care anymore and then they kind of so it kind of does lose a lot of integrity at that point you know what i mean so i feel like if you're if you're uh doing the right thing and you're putting out your stuff and i mean i, I wish i got a percentage of every, every bubblegum cross that's ever been done you know what i mean i'm not i haven't gotten nothing from nobody so it's like I, you know I don't know if, yeah, I don't, it would, yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice, but <clears throat> I think with all the animosity that comes with it, it probably wouldn't be good. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, people will just be like, very few people are want to give you a real 
cut of what they're doing. You know what I mean? So at the end, like they sell a thousand packs, they're going to tell you they sold a hundred packs, and it's just part of the part of the course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I agree because I don't think it hurts you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm all for like you know, uh, you know I think that if you do a collab, then you know then the proper you know the proper dues should be paid. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Course. But as far as like you know, demanding everybody to give you a cut that's ever worked with with that particular cultivar, I think I just think that's unreasonable. You know what I mean? Well, you know, and you know, I think that when you, when you're demanding like royalties, I think it it kind of limits you know the natural diffusion of that strain. Like, you know, how far would it spread if you had not had a limiting trademark put on there where someone had to pay you royalties? Yeah. You know, they're less likely to want to experiment with that. There's something else that's probably going to be hot in the market. So that's kind of like the things that we're looking at because we don't want to limit ourselves. We really just want people to kind of experience the smoke, the flavors that we're playing with. Well, you see and the push. So, like, you see the pushback you know, that happens out there too, though. Like we're literally, if you just piss because everyone who's growing weed realizes, like, well, if I don't like what you're doing, then I'm just going to take whatever you got, S1 it, and fucking crush, sell it, give it to everybody for free. You know, they, I always see these threats go down. On yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do the, all this work, and I'm going to just give it away. And then they never do it because it's fucking like, first of all, why are they going to give away free work? And then it's just you're, you're still promoting the guy's product. You know what I mean? By doing that, you're really just helping whoever it is out. Um, because yeah, he's still winning in the end. Yeah, because you're still, you know, what are you going to do? Like, not tell the person, and that's not going to make, you know, so it's like a, kind of a no-win situation at that point. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's we're coming to a kind of a tricky time period, though, where if, uh, you know, if you play your cards right, you can kind of, like, come in and do no work and actually take all the glory, and or you could do the opposite and have been working all the way up until this point and then just drop the ball at the last second and be like, well, good, rah, you know, I mean, like, not really give a shit and because of the over over amount of work you have to do just to do everything in compliance, which you got a bunch of uh, got a little team helping you on that side on the compliance because that must be a nightmare too. There you can't can't be doing that on your yeah. Own. You know our our partners. You know as far as like compliance and whatnot, we can't we can't legally operate. Um, you know for another three months on gotcha. the flower market. Gotcha. You know, because our, our you know the cultivation space and the breeding space needs to become you know needs to you know meet state regulations and so you know I guess you know about you know it was what was it? it was six months ago back in December so yeah we probably got about another three or four months you know so in the meantime we're kind of doing our you know doing our homework and uh-huh. you know we have this killer lawyer that we got linked up with um, out of New England that um, handles a lot of uh, he handles a lot of uh, genetic IP. Right. And a lot of IP for like Microsoft, and so um, and he's and he's you know he's a pretty cool guy, and, and he's willing to help you know other seed companies kind of protect themselves. And he had some pretty scary stuff to tell me, that kind of made us really kind of think twice about you know he's like you know I fight trademark and patent infringement in court for a fucking living, and you know here's what I see on the germplasm market. And when you talk to when you talk to this guy, you know his name is Tom. Mm. You know uh, he'll tell you fucking nightmares about you know the litigation and you know that happens in the germplasm market. You know that's the seed market. You know in, in regular agriculture, you yeah. know Monsanto, their 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 corn culture is a germplasm. So, mm. you know when he kind of showed us that reality that we weren't conscious of, uh, then it's kind of like shaking our world up a bit because like you know at one point we're like all right cool you know I think you know we're going to be able to get permitted you know we might be able to float this thing and 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 survive a lot of these tidal waves that's coming with legalization but now more importantly do we participate in legalization you know uh unprotected 
is was the next that was the next uh, challenge that we got to come up with, and that's not a challenge that a lot of breeders are asking themselves, you know. And like the cool, you know, like Ethos has been posting a lot of stuff about you know the coming of uh, of CRISPR, CRISPR and yes. genetic modification, and 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 that's coming, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I applaud them for putting that online because that's something a lot more people should share because it doesn't take anything. You, you can literally take that that CRISPR information, beam it to someone in China over the internet, and they could create your cultivar. Mm-hmm. Well, to a yeah. point. I mean, so I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be uh, yeah it's gonna it's definitely a uh, game changer in that sense, but at the same time also kind of something we're not I'm not gonna be participating in right out of the gate, but I'm sure somebody is. Man, oh, man, man, bear, I, I man, bear, thing. pig, man, bear, pig, weed will be great. <laughs> <laughs> man, bear, pig, <laughs> weed. <laughs> Don't be so cereal. So, uh, yeah, it's. So what do you? Yeah, I know you've been in. There's one thing I want to, I want to kind of touch on before the show ends. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are talking about this in Cali because you know the culture back in the day. Just the last few years, people have had, been really hesitant to produce or, or or to mess with feminized seed. There's always been kind of the stigma on feminized seed. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of talk in California about that. Like, how do you how, how do you feel about that? With the with you know, do you think the market's going to go to a largely feminized market? Because you know, we're unsure, but we know that we're getting a lot more emails asking for feminized seed. Yeah. And what's really weird is we, had a, we were approached by a farmer in the Central Valley. They was like, hey, buddy, I did the numbers on what it's going to take for me to procure X amount of clones, and it would just be a lot easier for us if we just got 6 million seeds. Right. We were like, fuck. Yeah, no, that, that, is, and, that, is, that is kind of the, the for that size situation. It's true, situation, <laughs> For that size situation, yes. Yeah. And wow. I mean... For for like hemp farming, same sort yeah. of deal where you're like, yeah, of course people are going to want that. Um, and, and I think, uh, unfortunately, consumers they are also thinking along. A lot of them are new guys who every single plant counts. And now that there is plant counts, that's yeah. where it kind of like comes into play. Where you're like, well, I could really see the argument from a lot of ways when it comes to like, hey, I've only got you know, I'm allowed to do six plants, and I got all be female, and if they're not, I'm wasting my time, and then I can't, I can't have it like eight, and then whittle it down to six because I get in trouble, you know. They, so it's, you, so you do see the like, oh, okay, I kind of see it, but um, you know, it it it's also uh, from a American breed from American grower point of view, it's still like I think we still have a large percentage of our population that are kind of like still feeling like we'd rather be able to know that we got the possibilities of having uh, males, females, and we do our own selection. Yeah, I think that's going to still be... It's about the selection difference here. I think that's yeah. the difference between here and the United well, States than in other places. Well, is properly there. feminized, properly feminized, you don't really have a lot of variables as no. much as you do when yeah. you're doing normal seeds. So yeah, that's, it's so got to be proper. So, Only yeah. a few people know how to do that. So the thing is, when you have yeah. properly done feminized seeds, they are really, like, very well done and look like, you know, very similar to each other, and it's, it's a great thing to do for production, but... Uh, for a production facility, but it doesn't give you as a grower the the feeling like you can do much when it comes to like your R and D everything. You're just, just there's no feno, kinda, no feno hunting is pretty yeah, dead, out the door. Saw, your feno hunting is kind of like pooped cats out. that want to grow their six plants. You know, yeah, it's not. But <clears> you know that one farmer. You know, he was part of a group of farmers. They're the only well, people that were in like you know some sort of large scale cultivation well, that wanted some sort of feminized stock. That's what you got. You yeah, got the, but, uh, the, the that's ridiculous. why I asked you guys the question. So I yeah. didn't know if that trend was present in Colorado at all or not. 
It's not for, I mean, the thing is, I think uh, growers here are still, because now it's getting less and less, too, because there's less, you know, now you're not allowed to grow more than 12, so everybody's kind of in that same boat as as they, as what we were just talking about. But um, in general, feminized is for sure becoming more accepted for a lot of people because a lot of people aren't really, you know, for every breeder out there, there's 100 growers, you know, and those growers don't care as much as those breeder kids do, you know. We're just kind of like the geeks. We're like the geeks out of the geek crew, you know what I mean? We're the geekiest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> a lot of the guys who do it is just the strictly nerd. for money. And the, and the money guys have always looked at feminized like safe. They just look at space per per unit, you know what I mean? And the thing about feminized, I was always like, well, if you had a whole room of feminized, there's still going to be differences, you know what I mean? They're not going to be identical. Yeah, you still can't put it all in the same bag. So, so be real. Yeah, so it's going to be like, yeah, you might have some, you know, but but a guy who's going to grow like six million, then I don't think they really are going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? They're, they're just like they're just going. Yeah, I know. I was like, whoa, Morocco style. All right, cowboy. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, and that's exactly what um, everybody in Morocco is doing because they just don't want to. For them to to give them the push of actually like doing something different, it has to be that much different. You know what I mean? It can't be. And you got to select out the males because they're like, well, I can do that with my own stuff. They don't can't wait till the end to see the difference. And when they finally see the difference in the end, they they're also impressed. But um, saw some photos from Morocco, same deal where there's like you know one or two million seeds out, all feminized, and you're like, okay, uh, that's. I mean, that would be the greatest way to figure out what's the stability because you walk around there and if you start, you know, you it really know, would be. You know, <laughs> you got one point. Two million plants out that are all supposed to be feminized. You should theoretically have about you know ten thousand males just floating around there. You know what I mean? Just by yeah. by numbers. Yeah. So it would be an interesting game to play and see if you how stable they really were. But but I mean, I think for them it's amazing. You know, for the average farmer, Moroccan farmer who used to grow a little scrubbly, doubly nothing plant that had a couple ounces on it, to now yeah. growing like a quarter pound, half pound plant. You know, which is like, oh shit, times a million. You know, you start looking at some major differences. That's going to be some seeded. On that, that on that. Well, other the neighbors are going to be seeded. Yeah, at that commercial like, level, the, you, yours will be seeded too, though. It's, it's so yeah. spread out. You have males spread out so far in between your crop that it's just going to be, I mean, at well, that level, it's the, the, well, the amount whole, of attention and detail that it would take to not have your crop just end up with, yeah, they, know, they were just, they're just looking for biomass. Though. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, at this point, cause yeah. they're only making hash ferments, so, but, but you can yeah. imagine the reef Valley is not an easy place to get seedless. Weed, you know what I mean, you'd be like, Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's such like an astonishing undertaking to, to even think of doing it's, but, you, it, it, but, you, about but I've seen some farms there that really improved. Like in the last couple of years, it's like, wow, they've really stepped their game up a lot because they've taken on all new, you know, that's the thing is to change those, that culture to change their way they grew. Cause most of those guys, um, you know, like they, the, the, the volume that you see when those big giant pictures, that's like all the commercial shit. And then, you go up into the hills and go a little bit above the tree line, and then that's where they'd be making the fucking primo shit or whatever. Um, and and for the most part, it's like, uh, you know, that's that's why Morocco's like never really taken it. Like they don't really their their care is in those ones above the tree line. You know what I mean? The, the care is not for the ones. Yeah. The, the valley yeah. shit's just work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like work. Who cares? Drag it across the dirt. 
freaking sticking in the thing. Um, Dragging across the turn. Uh, but, in the, but for the most part, it's like those places are pretty damn saturated with Dutch, Dutch genetics and American genetics now and stuff. So it's like... Well, then generally it's turned into hash. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's some for... Well, like I said, their, their production's higher. I just don't know if their quality is, is, is yeah. too far off base of what it ever really was, you know? It's crazy to think about, man. That's a lot of plants. It's a, that's a huge number. Six million seeds. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, <clears throat> I'm like, I, I, don't, I was like, I was, I was straight up with them. You know, I was like, I don't know if I have anything, you know, like, you have to have something super fucking stable before you feminize it and, like, you know, want to produce something at that level to get some kind of consistency. Yeah. You know, so because I was breaking down to the farmer, I was like, you know, you know, we got we got buddies in Morocco, you know, that fucking blow it up. And, you know, there's when they run in millions of their seeds, there's like uh, fucking there's a ton of different phenos just from that one feminized seed. Because it's like if that strain isn't bottleneck, a lot of people don't know if it's not bottleneck mm-hmm. or if, if that strain doesn't breed true. When, by the time you feminize it and it doesn't breed true, you're just feminizing a variety that's going to throw you a ton of different phenos. You know, so. um but, you know, that's why I was asking you, you know, if you thought feminized seeds was going to take off in the States or not. You know, we've been kind of oh, experimenting yeah. and on the fence and, you know, no, I mean, and, it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's definitely legit. We've seen the right way to do it. And it's, uh-huh. it's impressive. Like, I used to be anti-feminized and, like, I stand corrected. I'm like, fuck, it's, it's gotten to the level where you could get so, where, you, where the plant's not stressed out to the point where you're going to have these crazy anomalies. Um, and if you just understand the process, you know, more breeders understand the process, there'd be a lot more, you know, quality gear coming on the feminized side. Right. Well, Mephisto was on the show and they did some pretty damn impressive weed, like flavor wise, structure wise, yeah. some, from yeah, photos, big, some big, big clusters, huge, you know, huge production for, and, and I saw some in, uh, you know, in like a bedroom just with next to some moms, you know, and I was just like, wow, that's, you know, it's, a, it's definitely interesting to see, you know, when, uh, when they're done right, you know. And these are auto flowers too. So. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a place for everything. I think there's a place for all those little things. I, I, and I feel like depending on your situation, and I, I've, you know, unfortunately there is a lot more people going to be growing who are not going to have patience, skill set, whatever, and they're going to be, they'll benefit by the fact of having to not fuck up right out of the gate. You know what I mean? And like, like I've had so many friends send me pictures like, they're all happy with the plant, you know what I mean? And you look at it and you like zoom in on it. And you're like, dude, that is a fucking male, dude. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Gotta, go, go kill that thing. You know? And they're like, what? Oh man, it was like that was my beauty. Like that was their whole, That's their dream plant. You know what I mean? And then they just find the strongest one in the garden. I swear. And you're like, no, go get that right now, dude. It's like it hasn't popped yet, but it's about to, you know. And they're just like, oh, okay. didn't didn't kind of see that one coming, did you? Um, well. <laughs> Uh, so, well, we're coming up on six o'clock, so we don't want to drag you out too long here, Leo, but, uh, right on, buddy. what's, uh, what's the best way for people to decide seats here now, of course, cause they're, they're the, they're the obvious go-to people when it comes to aficionado and to TH seeds and to uh, all of our buddies, uh, out there. But is there another, uh, like besides Instagram and, and Facebook, you got any other channels? Are they all pretty much aficionado? Yeah, you know, we just... We just get our official, um, you know, seed release for 2018 down in SoCal. So, uh, you know, a, a large volume of our messages come from, you know, SoCal interest. So, you know, we're working with Buds and Roses okay. uh, down in Studio City for our exclusive spot for aficionado beans. Nice. And, uh, you know, we're available at Area 101 uh, up in Laytonville and down in the Bay. 
over at Magnolia Wellness in, in Barbary Coast. Sweet. And uh, I guess, uh, what's the next, any, anything coming up? Uh, you, ever, you ever get out of, the, you're just trapped at home now, you're trapped out with the plants pretty much? Or We're getting ready to go to Spain for Spanibus. Oh, for Spanibus, nice. So nice. we got to go visit all the buddies over there. And, you guys you have, know, a, you have a booth? Uh, yeah. I think so. I think we were going to, you know, I think we might be, you know, sharing some space with, with, uh, with, uh, either, uh, Dougie and Dougie and, uh, Dougie and Julian. Oh, with me. Okay, uh, oh, maybe, at, I guess with yeah. me, I guess with my booth. There you go. So we'll be, you'll be at my booth. Yeah. Yeah. At your booth. <laughs> yeah. I, just, it was, I was like, oh, it's Adam's booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there we go. I yeah, didn't even, yeah. I, I, yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be good. Uh, that but, worked out nice. But, did, but you know. I was, you know, uh, Frenchie's kind of, you know, he's, he's a judge a lot of these uh, these competitions. So I'm going to be judging some of the, you know, rosin competitions that are happening around Barcelona with, you know, with Frenchie and running around with him. So sweet. Uh, you know, Everett Jacks. Like, Everett. Aside from the Emerald Cup, the Spanibus is what we look forward to, man. Spanibus yeah. hot. Yeah, I got a invite today, so my friend's like, "I'm buying you a ticket. You're coming." So I was like, "All right, I guess so." I mean, it's like it's the one event. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one event I would definitely. It's like kind of like the Emerald Cup of Europe. You know what I mean? In Bring the sense me. That it's like I'm rolling. All right, you know, you, there's always stuff going down all around, and it's funny because I, I think I know exactly which cup, it's, cups it's you're talking epic. about because there's there's one at Jack's place and there's another one at H, HQ is having funny. one. There's like all these different little subgroups over there that. And, and my other friend who owns a shop is like all pissed off. He's like, "There's all these kids, and they're these stupid cups. <laughs> you come to a cup." I'm like, "Ah, yeah, fly me over there. We'll see what we can do." I'll end up being another stupid. Yeah, I want to go to Spain. That'd be dope to go to Spanibus. Spanibus, dude, epic, dude. Anybody yeah. in the U.S. cannabis industry, if they haven't gone to Spanibus, they need to go. Yeah, it'll like open your eyes to a whole new world. It's basically Cali the way it was like eight years ago. Yeah, and that's you know, what's exciting about and, it. And the nice part is, like, uh, they, they, they're such a laid-back culture to begin with, so kind of like how Cali was eight years ago, like I say. You know, now it's a little bit more like Cali's like everywhere else, almost in a sense, except for NorCal and little special inlets and stuff. But a lot of it's turning into, like, you know... Uh, you know, I think Calaveras County Band growing this week. Yeah. Outdoor growing, yeah. I, I hear all sorts of... Uh, Crazy. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's craziness. And there's so many growers out there, man. That sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. They're fucking a lot of families out there. Right. That was the biggest thing that happened to push back for, like, legalization didn't happen in Cali because of that, because of the fear of people being put out of, I guess for lack of a better term, business, out of the community, out of the culture. Um, I mean, I firmly believe that. It, they just They knew that regulation would not be... Uh, would not include the people that they wanted to include it in there. At least that's what I'd like to believe. Cali didn't pass legalization for it for so long, so it does suck to see that. Now was, I mean, re- regulation was going to happen no matter what. But the part, the the wrecking ball that does hurt more than anything else is those knocking of the people that have been doing it for years. The farms, the family farms, uh, you know, the felons. Mm-hmm. That's by far the biggest hurt. Uh, the part that hurts about you know regulation. To me, yeah, the dudes that built the industry in yeah. the first place, you mm. know, the guys that put their nuts on the line, that put their family's freedom on the line. That's like that's what hurts about it. You know what I mean? You know, it's like we're trying to steam forward, but that's what you know. Seeing that's the culture that we're seeing, you know, kind of slip away at our fingertips right now up north, and that's what's heartbreaking about it. It's like, damn, you know, I don't want to move forward without like all these family, but you know, we got to survive. 
Yeah. You know, there's all these people that, that had what it took, you know, because a lot of these people come in the industry, they're just now coming to the industry and like, okay, cool. If you, if you bring in drive hunger and, and, and a good mind, then, you know, then I got, you know, you got my respect and, you know, I applaud you for that. But at the same time, a lot of these guys are capitalizing on the hard work yeah. and the sacrifice a lot of people had to put in this industry. If people weren't in hiding out in the fucking hills, you know, uh, risking their freedom, if people were out on the street pushing those sacks, Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have this culture. We wouldn't have what this, you know, what made this industry what yeah. it is today. Right. You know, and that was what was beautiful about it. And that's why, like, that's why the industry was able to stand together because it was such a small world and it was honor that bound these people together. And it was a community yeah. that where we all looked out for each other. And now it was like, now we're seeing the decentralization of the black market. It was already decentralized, but it's centralized to a point where you had a lot of the same similar networks all kind of in, in concentric circles that touched each other, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of kept the flow of things. And now there's people kind of, you know, and that's what happens to markets. That's just me bitching because that's what ha- people come along and they disrupt yeah. markets and they take it, they take advantage of the new rules that are set in place. And, and, and the, and the fat, sad thing is, you know, myself included myself and a lot of my partners up in the community here, we were so concentrated on still doing the hustle that was, that, that was allowing us to be who we are today and we were still abiding by those 215 rules, those pre-215 rules, right. you know, that allowed us to survive to what it is today. And so that, that also gave someone else the opportunity to study the new rules that, was, that, that looked at this industry from a completely different lens. So a lot of these guys that are like me that's been in the industry, like you that's been in the industry, they, it's up to us to understand that, you know, these guys coming in do have an advantage because they're able to see the world in a way that we don't. Right. They're able to see what consumers want, connect with in a way that, that we've been so insulated in our culture you know, because that's what we love. We love our culture and we love the people. And that's why we, we're sick of shows, but we still love going to shows. Cause we're it's just approaching from an easier trajectory. Well, yeah. yeah, and we don't mind. And, like, the thing is we're also the yeah. take one for the team mentality where they're yeah. like, what? Take one for the team? No, you have to make a profit on everything you do. And you're like, oh, that's terrible because then you won't be, like, being nice to people because we're used to being nice to people. Ah, you can't be nice to people. You have to just make, 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 make. And then it's like at the end of the day, eh, yeah. they actually make money. And you're like, I mean, oh. we knew this was coming. We knew it was coming. But the, the, the important thing is yeah. to hold on to what you believe in, the community. What I really truly feel needs to happen next to keep our culture and our community together is the social use situation needs to get figured out. It needs to open up, uh, you know, places like, you know, what Adam's tried to do, um, what Chris Jetter and the guys here tried to do what they're trying to do in Vegas, what's going to be extremely hard to make happen in Cali because of the smoking rules, you know, getting people together and having those sessions and, and social use. Well, you know, it's funny. I was, I was watching a show the other day, and it was about people who live long, like every single culture. They, they, they went to the seven or nine different places that were like the oldest people, and they checked their food, they checked their, you know, exercise levels and all that. And at the end of the day, the thing that actually made the people live the longest was their interconnection with the community like how much they talk yeah. to their neighbors how much they talk to their mailman to their post guy or whatever it was and it was the ones that were like real chatty and not, like actually genuinely were like hey how you doing and actually like listen it wasn't just a fucking robot and those people lived like extreme like exponentially like 20 percent longer than anybody other people in that in that thing and so it was like certain communities yeah, were man. just were more interactive because that's how they worked and so now I think we're going to have a quick reduction in that with cell phones because everybody's like so sidetracked and not paying attention. But it was funny because when I was reading that, I was like, huh, well, there's one good thing about being a fucking guy who just talks to – because I talk – I have always talked to everybody. I come around, hey, what's going on? You know, and, and uh, it's, it's uh, weird how that's just 
be actually like more responsible for for well-being than than even the food or exercise around you know what i mean and that's that's shows you what kind of a creature we are we're, we're definitely uh we need we need that interaction you know those people who go out go live in a cabin by themselves are wired completely different <laughs> you know what i mean there's a different kind of wiring there Oh yeah, man. Amen to that, bro. Yeah, and that's I think with the with the we'll just we'll just leave it at that with you guys, and then that's kind of like the overall theme as far as like you know NorCal's fighting back from the fires. Everybody's kind of in shit situations. People are selling out. Leo's there in the front lines, uh, facilitating where he can. I'm sure. And uh, you know, people are asking maybe you know like what maybe what well, you know well, Leo's doing or what other people are doing. You know, and it's like. When Jessica Jessica LaRue comes on or when a business person comes on, you know, it's like somebody that's creating a business that's trying to make it work in this industry right now has an extremely hard time finding enough time to be able to do that. And it's and finding enough time is, you know, not even the right way to put it. But, you know, there's a place for for that person, for that business owner, for someone that's creating that. And then there's a place for the lobbyist and there's a place for the activist. And it's a part – it's the community and, and it's the yeah. community and pulling our culture – did this extremely well pulling all those people together from those different corners the lawyers the growers you know the the people on the street the businessmen you know there there was just something about our culture that pulled those people together and that's why we legalization became what it is today you know the push at the capital and having that grassroots support that you know eventually boiled up and created what we have today and you know a lot of those people feel jaded you know it feels like it's sort of you know uh, um shaving away a little bit and we're all like front line watching the transition it's hard not to become jaded and we're all everybody hates change a little bit you know i mean secretly Unless it's just, you know, like you're being tortured or something, which, you know, in our, our our world changed so drastically in 2012 when we thought it was legalized here. Now it's fucking 2018. We realized it's not legal yet at all. And it's fucking taxed up the ass and being blamed for the woes of, of the state, what, even that we know it's not doing that at all. And yeah. it's, it's still spreading to other states, and all those states are going to, you know, like, for the most part, capitalize on the, the cash as much as they can, which is unfortunate that that's the focus. But you just have to do what you know how to do best and stay like, passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, but I feel like at the end of the day, um, well, this is the thing: we're on this fucking mega roller coaster that we can't get off of because it ain't stopping for nobody. You know what I mean? Like it's literally like even if you sleep for like try to go take a month of vacation, you're fucked. You know, you're, you're so out of you'd be you can't do it. You have to like go maybe a week if you're lucky, you know what I mean? You'll get off, but most people not. Most yeah. People, there's no time off. Day zero was yeah. was before fucking New Year's happened. Day zero happened before January 1st, and, you know, our motto around the house right now is, like, if, you know, if anybody goes on vacation, you know, you're slipping. But if, trying, if you're trying to characterize yourself as someone starting a cannabis business or you're trying to mm-hmm. claim yourself as an entrepreneur and you're, and you're taking vacations, you know, you're, you know, someone's working harder than you. Right, you know, and so you know, the, every second that you sleep, someone else is working harder, you know, to crush to crush your hustle, and that's just the game right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the reality it is. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not bummed out about it. I, I realize what it is, and cool, that's cool. Let's, let's proceed. You know, that's what we've been training for this whole time. You know, so I just like, 
you know, a lot of people I've been talking to in our neighborhood and that, that are in the industry is like, yeah, man, you know, let's look at this as we've been training our whole time. You know, my boy Josh, you know, says this, you know, from Royal Keith, like, yo, this is everything we've done up until January 1st is fucking training for like right now. Mm-hmm. Right now is day zero. So you got to go fucking run, run and get it. Right. And that's what everybody needs to do to survive, man, because there's people way more funded than us weed folk, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that are running harder and faster than we are. You know, so we just have to stay true to who we are and where we're from and what, you know, and where we come from, you know, which is that, that fabric that helps build the industry. Anybody who's in the industry before legalization, you're part of that fabric that helped it get to where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's up to us, those people, to be able to be that role model that all these other funded guys want to be like, that they all want to copy. You know, so as long, and that's just like the music industry. If you're a hot artist and you just focus on your hustle, focus on making the best music, the best plants you can make, you know, cream rises to the top, you know, people just, you know, don't forget where they come from, right. you know, don't, don't let all our weed heads go into dockers and fucking business suits all of a sudden, we can't forget who we are, because it's our culture is a part of why our plants come out the way they do, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's the end of that, bro. Yeah, and it is, it's, it's cool to see people finally, uh, get... oh my god, Tim is in it. Complete and utter klutz. Look at that. It's good though. It's good, 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 good. It's good radio slash video. At least you didn't. You should have broke your rig at least with a move. With a move like that. Over the back way. You still have a chance. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think. You know, I used to actually. It's funny because yesterday I was thinking about this too. There was a time back in the day when I was working at the at my spot in Amsterdam and. Because we were doing stuff like every, it was interesting because it was like everything we did. This is twenty five years ago to the day, like almost. It was like in July, yeah, July of ninety three, right? So where I'm stamps in my place. I got my little grow room set up, you know, and I'm kind of inside this shop where I let people come in and look at, you know, I have to show them how weeds grown and making hash in front of them and whatever. And like everything I did, I felt like, well, this is probably the first time this ever happened. And go over to the other side of the room it's probably the first time this ever happened like somebody in a store making hash for somebody like showing them a demonstration of how to make you know so it was kind of like everything you did was the first time you know so it was cool but now we're talking 25 years later and that's like you know every state has its own levels of that going down and people doing all the same stuff making hash making both you know whatever it is and uh i feel like when i was like back in the day when I was at my spot, I was like, okay, if this was a NASCAR race, which I hate now, I'm not like a NASCAR guy, but just the reality that it's all one direction and you just keep going, right? I was like, I'm on lap like 300 right now, you know what I mean? And so many other people haven't even got a car yet, you know what I mean? And now they're going to get a car. This is like a, a, a 25 year ago thought. And now if I think about it, I'm like, Holy fuck, dude! If this was, if that, if that idea was still to this point, I'm on like lap two million or something. You know what I mean? But it, but but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, but at the same time, I feel like people are got some super crazy new cars, and they're fucking like I'm still literally driving the car that I almost had. You know, maybe a slightly better car, not much. These guys are coming on fucking rocket ships on my ass, and they're already past me a few times because I've. I've watched plenty of people pick up huge jobs and, you know, like acres and acres of space and whatever. But at the same time, they're all, they're done within a year. You know what I mean? And and I already, I'd rather not start a huge project just to not see it come to fruition because there's no way you can make money when it's at a certain scale. You know, that's kind of where I feel like 
Uh, yeah, there's no way to be flexible when you get to a certain size. It's it's impossible to stay, mm-hmm. especially you know there's 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 minimal room for for failure and and hiccups in the market. The bigger your organization, if the price drops out, mm-hmm. your margins don't work all of a sudden. Well, that happens, you know, and that happens for almost by, everybody. Like you know, if it's twelve hundred bucks right now. You know, or fourteen hundred bucks right now. You can guarantee once it's once we're in the time period where everybody's got their first light debt down, it'll be it'll be eight hundred. You know what I mean? It'll be half of whatever it is now. So, and then that'll progressively creep up to the point where you're like, oh my god, you know, we're doing all the same amount of work and getting this, you know, an eighth of what you were getting five years ago or something. You know, it's just, it's it's a uh, it's definitely not for the weak-hearted people. So I think that's where it also kind of comes down to longevity. It will make, like you were saying, cream will rise. It's a combination of the cream and also just the fact that a lot of it will get burned. You know what I mean? A lot of the bottom of that pan is going to get totally burned. So the cream will rise and there'll be less of anything else to, to, to select from, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like it'll be a burnt right out on, pan with, with enough to make one <laughs> cappuccino off the top or something. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I can get one instead of four. So yeah, let's, uh, let's chat soon. And, uh, hopefully we'll see you in the flesh somewhere soon. And if not, we'll, I'm sure I'll be in Cali before you'll be in, uh, and maybe if Julian comes over and those guys, we'll, we'll, we'll all link up or something. Sounds like. And, yeah, and that'd I'll, be dope. I, I guess if I get my ticket to Spanibus, I'll be seeing you there. That'll be probably the next, uh, next Oh, yeah, big time. Next stop. That's only a right on, Chief. month and a half. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show, dude. It's always a pleasure, man, being able to chat with you guys. Yeah, of course. It's always good to get you on the show, too. And uh, it's funny, too, because like, I was thinking about it, but then I was like, ah, you know, I'm just kind of rolling through. And then I hit up James, and then he was like, Leo, now, nah, boom, <laughs> makes the call. I was like, I was already thinking, I, <laughs> right I was thinking that. that. So there you go. Perfect. Nice to have you on the show. Love and, uh, yeah, hopefully, Thanks, like man. I said, we'll see you in uh, Spanibus. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Have a good weekend. Yep, and... Uh, <coughs> Now, what you, now we're going to smoke all your hash, right? No. Nah. Come on. I don't dude. have a lot of hash. Smoke it all right now. End of the time. show. End of the show. Smoke it all up. Smoke Tim's Where's your hash? I'm done, dude. Mine's empty. I got nothing. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm Adam Dunn. I got no. no. I'm broke, man. Broke. Broke. Broke and macated. I almost had to pay for a mic there. After all that. Fell over. I know. Jesus Christ. What was that all about? <laughs> I don't know. Middle of the show, get up. It's the, uh, it like was the headphones, caught it. And then you got your thing <laughs> on the ground, exploded. Did it? Look at it. exploded. I told you it exploded. Battery. battery exploded. Where'd the other battery go? Is everybody getting dizzy from the multi-angle craziness going down or what? <laughs> dude, I saw, uh, I saw uh, a dude over here trying to uh, put it all together as it was going and looked pretty, it looks awesome. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the finished product over there on the screen. On the screen. Seems like it seems pretty good. Yeah. yeah I, been like Let's zooming. get some people feedback from the chat. Zooming. What do you think? You've been zooming around. People are like, can't keep up, bro. Who are we looking at? What yeah. is going on? This is not the Adam Dunn show that I know. You should, should be one static shot and really cloudy. <laughs> Hard to see any detail. That's, that is the key. That's the, the Adam That Dunn is the show. Adam Dunn show in, in a nutshell. So I don't know. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to work on it. Now I have to get a haircut. I'd really do that. My God. I look like ridiculous. But Did you do? You look I don't like... care. I don't care. You know? <laughs> he looks like Bin Laden. 
I he does. He looks like Bin I Laden right be, now. I could could do that. You were calling yourself Hitler Bin Laden before the show, the hey, most hated man in the world? I did not say it on the air because I did not want to taint the airways with the name. It's You're so, the one that brought up the ear look. Okay? Well, yeah, it was bad. The hair. The hair. You do look, look like Bin Laden. Thank you. How many times have you said Bin Laden? You trying to get me flagged or something? <laughs> bin Laden, Bin Laden, Bin Laden, Bin Laden. The second you made a connection, I was like, I looked over and I was like, it does. You do have a, you do have a Bin Laden beard okay. going on right now. All right. Well, see, I'm so glad we had you on the show, Tim, to wreck this, almost destroy the I entire, was amazing. You were amazing. You were, you were pure, high-quality entertainment. KTI said like two words. KTI well, is you know, the, well, KTI actually has... Uh, He's thinking a lot, though. That's the key. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to really read into his mind more than you can actually. That's radio. Yeah. No, I know, but he's, he's it's all in the emotion. Like, I mean, I'm look, not giving you shit. I'm just. Just what? Now I feel that, bad because now, now that we have an talking. actual. Now that he has a good camera on him, we can see the emotion. We can feel it. Like, I know what he's saying. He's a good looking one in the room. Nobody, nobody else seems to know what he's saying, but I know what he's saying. Well, he's not even laughing. You can't. He's, <laughs> you, he's just okay. sitting there with So, do you remember in Tom zipped. Green? Do you remember in Tom? Making a point. Remember in Tom Green, the guy who would always hold the, the coffee cup in the window and just sit there? Yeah. Laugh? That's that's his character. Yeah, that's. I know he's doing it well right now. He's awesome. weirding me out. He's perfect. He, he's got it down. Yeah, he's mad that exactly. I almost fell over. He's mad I almost fell over a second ago. Okay, so MTI is getting it together. He's got, he's got toys to play with, sort of. He's he's got things to flip and flop. He's yeah. happy. He's happier than ever. Thank you for uh, rolling through. What uh, next week we've got the uh, Breeder Bash Extravaganza Man. Uh, we're gonna have uh, a bunch of people in, in town for the. Uh, Indo Expo, so we're going to, I mean, I'm hoping, well, we'll see. We'll see who's going to show up, but I know there's an, an overload uh, of breeders in town, so I'm just going to leave it closer before we actually announce, because we'll probably get it all wrong. But uh, That's not Green Dot. No? No, this is from House of Dankness. Oh, really? Tangerine Kush. They paid you? They did not pay me. I paid uh, them. Yeah, if we it's do paid everything. advertisement, we definitely have to declare that. Yeah, if it's like a paid, keep, paid, paid you, product that's placement. That's it. Stays here. Yeah. Stays here on the so table. That happens when you bring people in sometimes. smoked you know. immediately. Although, if you would like to get some green dot laps. <laughs> as a punishment, you need to smoke everyone out right now. Um, I do wish I had some green dot labs to smoke everybody out with. Because there's just a level of hash that you yeah, smoke, whether it be from... And I think with my company in particular... But with companies right now that are making that top-level connoisseur hash, you smoke it, and uh, it's just like you don't really want to smoke anything else. That, I mean, you just don't want to go back to something else. Isn't the case with anything right. connoisseur? Like In the fucking show. You eat something that's really good, mm-hmm. and then you probably don't want to eat anything else again. Like, I'm just saying there's a certain smoking, level yeah. of... Common sense. Come on now. I don't know. There's a certain level of hash that... Of course. That you need to leave here because you don't want to do that to yourself. You don't want... You don't want to have to expose yourself to the possibilities that you may find yourself at a, some level higher than you need to be and expend a lot of money. So you should just leave that here, and I'll, I'll find some scraps to give you, and then you can smoke the scraps, and that will keep you at your level. That sounds like a plan. They are getting it dialed in there. They're talking about it in the chat. What, how to dial, what? Rare dankness. Okay, thank you. See, you made sales. Sales, sales, sales. It's so rare, really, now cut. is what you're saying. I need my cut. What did you say? All right. Well, let's say uh, see you guys next week. I think we hit the exact mark right now or something like that. Because then we start, like, what time we start at? Uh, 
We're about five minutes away from three hours, so. Oh, we don't need to go five more minutes. That's Mark, not, you demand, dude. That's not necessary. Thank you very much but for uh, right on, man. your production. We'll go close to three hours. That's We're working. Good. So next week, Breeder Bash, Bonanza, Blowout, Bingo, something. Uh, whatever, what else? I'm going to try and do a show on Sunday, so hopefully Sunday, next week we should Sunday. have Which a. Sunday? This Sunday or next Sunday? I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It might be this Sunday. It might be next Sunday. Hopefully this Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. I can get something done and have a show up. This Sunday is going News. to be um, Reggae on the Roof here and a comedy show. Uh, is that this Sunday night? That's this Sunday. And Maybe then, I'll do it Monday then. And then next, uh, then the Friday after next, not next Friday, then the Friday after next is our deal over here. Nice. The Willie Walden Willie Project. Walden, yeah. Oh, shit. With, with. Mocktails by Kyle. Those are that's that's a highlight right there. No, I think the uh, the events that you've got planned are pretty dope. It should better. They better be. And actually, the live dope, music is pretty cool. Dope, I like that idea. Dope might be doing parties here too. Speaking of the devil, Dope Magazine. Dope Magazine. Them, them guys. Them, our guys. So, uh, yeah. If you're you got to get in with Sensi. If you are in Denver. 1111 Broadway, come on down. Look for yell Tim Martin's name when you get outside the building. <laughs> Just yell and yell and yell and yell and keep saying, Tim Martin, where are you? And get him in trouble, please. That's, that's your, your goal if you make it here. I will give you a special prize if you do that. Did you have fun today? Yeah, it was good. All right. I'm glad, you're here. glad you're here to give me something to that's step good. off on every so often. I'm gonna like, Did I interrupt you too much? No, not at all. all Except right, for cool. knocking over the fucking bullshit. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. That was added entertainment. That was ridiculous. And, okay, so any other special deals for next week? Do you have anything crazy? Do you have anything lined up besides... Uh, Indo Expo Extravaganza. Indo Expo Extravaganza. January 27th. There you go. You got the dates and all. All right, guys. See you next week. See ya. Peace. See ya. Oh, oh. There. One more time. Jojo Radio. Come on. Do it. JD. One of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sense media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.